of Pro Wrestling Radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super Highway Glorious Sunday to all. Hey, there, Tez. You're right, mate. What, 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 what? Oh, Grotbag's cameo. You know it's going to be a good show. He's here. War Games. He's here for talk about (laughs) War Games. How are you, mate? Grotbag loves War Games. I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's It's been a busy old day. It's been a busy old weekend, but it's good. Productive, you know, like getting... Getting shit done. Normally, I'd spend hours perusing like Netflix or whatever, but no, it's been good, mate. It's been good. How about you? How, how you been? Yeah, I'm good. Did you bag any sweet Black Friday deals? Um, kind of. Yeah. I mean, initially, my Black Friday deals were shopping around for car insurance because it was that Ooh. time of the year for renewal. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Um, but no, I picked up some stuff in um da 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 da, da in B and M. I got Ooh. some deals in B&M for household bits. And I did order some some trainers because I've been getting into jogging. Sneakers. Some sneakers, yeah. The um the, the trainers, sneakers that I currently have are high tops, which are very flat. And apparently that's oh, not I really good for tops. your feet. So I've had a look for some proper their Under Armour running shoes. They're very Ooh. nice. And they were like 48% off. Wow. Mm. What about yourself? You got any Black Friday deals? Well, I bought some shampoo, Tez. Because the shampoo I used was uh, was half price, 50% off. That's good. Um, and I bought, I also, what did I buy? Um, oh, I, nothing. Oh, I bought, I got an Xbox Series X last week. I didn't buy that, um, uh, which was quite cool. And I bought a cool little LED thing you plug in the bottom of it, which lights it all up, which is because I like LED. Oh, nice. I like LED it lights. I'm cool. like, I like, I'm a you know, 30, nearly 40 year old man. I do like making all the rooms I'm in like a teenage boy's bedroom, which is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is really good. And then I bought some, um, what else did I get? Oh, I got some, um, I found out that this is weird. Here you go. Little information, uh, wrestling fans. Water. We all use it to wash ourselves, don't we? We wash our hair. We wash our faces. We wash our wash our clothes. We wash everything with it. But think about it. When you've got water, uh, you you know, in the shower, you get limescale buildup, don't you? Mm-hmm. It builds up all over your taps and everything. This, yeah. cat, this cat's mental. So it, it builds up all over. So essentially, you can get shower heads that are, that filter, like water filters that filter all the water. So Think of the buildup that you get in the kettle oh, yeah, or the yeah, sink yeah. that goes all over your sink and stuff, and it stays there. Then, if you don't wash off the water, that's what happens with yourself. If you wash your hair or you wash your face, so you're like leaving lime scale all over your body. So it's, uh, I think it's supposed Ooh. to be quite good for you to to get, have a, a shower head with a filter. And Black Friday, I got one that was fifty percent off as well, Tess. Ooh. There we go, buying a load of old chaff. And- I got I got to give a shout out to Fran. It might have been Fran. It might have been Bericles, um in the chat for pointing out. Uh, tail end of last week that PlayStation, if you wanted to renew your yearly, you know, PlayStation Plus, like the the basic level, yeah, that had a discount because I think that's normally fifty quid, but it was like thirty six, thirty six pounds for the year. So yeah, I, I, that's the other Black Friday deal I snapped up. Got to give a shout out to the Discord because it so, was a uh, Cyber there. Monday tomorrow as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my wallet, I'm thinking oh, I probably, I probably have my discounts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to Iceland in, in two weeks, so I'm and, oh, shit. and we found out that it's bloody well expensive. It's two hundred pounds just to get a transfer from the airport to oh, Reykjavik in forty five minutes. So yes, it's one of the most expensive countries in Europe. So um, we should have done that research before we put the tickets. <laughs> Got a good deal on the flight. It's in the hotel, but you wait when we go there, and I'm bankrupt. Make sure you sign up for MOS memberships, guys. <laughs> Help me get new ho- new holidays or vacations. But um, yeah, man, it was it's right. Got loads of good stuff. Dad Voodoo Vegas Brown Prats on Friday. Uh, I streamed nice. on Twitch last night as well, Ted. So, wow, uh, back on the I, Twitch. I, I, swi- I swatched, uh, swatched, switched the channel. Uh, I've got the Voodoo Rocks gaming channel back because um, I think we've come to the conclusion on this YouTube channel having a channel that is gaming. And loads and, and wrestling and horror and all these other things is a bit weird for the algorithm, isn't it? Especially gaming against doing talk shows and stuff. Mm. So I think the idea is what we're going to do is this YouTube channel uh, is just is going to be for the talk shows, horror for game uh, for Ministry of Slam, Ministry of Horror, Turner Years stuff where we do talking, you know, and like yeah. Tess doing painting of uh, Warhammer things or a- anything like that, but not necessarily gaming and all of our gaming exploits, unless it's maybe like the AW game. Or um, we upload a stream of it, something like that, up on yeah. here. Or the horror game specifically. Maybe we'll do a sort of specific horror or, or wrestling games here on YouTube. But I think unless it's maybe centered around the actual shows we do, it's a bit random, isn't it? Here's a wrestling yeah. and horror channel, and then we're going to play Red Dead Redemption. Doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so uh, Tez and me are doing do any gaming we do over on Twitch. So come and check us check us out over there, guys. It's good. But yeah, thank you for everyone who's been here. Hello, everybody here on Sunday. Glorious Sunday to you. If you're watching live, please do hit the like on this stream. It very much helps us out out there on the information super highway uh we are going to talk about lots of stuff tonight we have also got memberships open and super chats are open if you want to help support the mos network go and check out the memberships and the super chats that would be great and tonight we will be talking about this weekend wrestling history all the week's wrestling news and we will be diving straight into a review of wwe war games war games War games. So we're going to be doing that tonight, and then we'll do the news after that. So we're swapping it around a wee bit of when it's pay per views. I think go straight into the pay per view reviews after a, a wee preamble about our hair, shower heads, um, <laughs> you know, deals, car insurance, car insurance, boilers. A few weeks ago, wasn't it? Tez boilers. Oh, crop bags on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 sit on all the plugs to crop bags and turn off the the stream. No, he's gone to sleep. God. There we go. <laughs> and uh, there we go. So Tez, shall we get into? WWE Survivor Series mm. War Games. What was your hype level going into this pay-per-view, Tez? Uh, so, I mean, I only kind of remembered that this was on yesterday, probably about Thursday or Friday. I got, I just kind of forgotten that it was on. Um, but in terms of the matches, knowing that it's going to be a, a tighter schedule, you know, we've only got, oh, was it six, seven matches or whatever, Um Probably about six, six out of ten, I think. Six out of ten. I what think I was like, yeah, I think I'd say, I don't know, yeah, six, six, seven. I was, I was, I, I was, yeah, probably, I think six and seven on the, the looking forward to war game situation, I'd say. Would it be a big pay per view? Would I, would we look, would, you know, how would WB main roster do a war games match? That was my main interest yeah. uh, with the whole show. And um, yeah, it was. It was it was alright. I think I was pretty hyped to watch it. Really, uh, I like the idea, especially coming off the. It was quite nice to watch a pay per view that had that wasn't so stacked with like four hours of like, oh my god, you cannot turn this off. As much as that's a weird thing to complain about yeah. compared to uh, Full Gear last week, 
all of full gear was stacked and that's great but there's sometimes there's a wee bit too much the three hours perfect and of course a lot of that if you're watching it after the fact you can fast forward through all the adverts because there's so many adverts yeah. about well i'm the miz and i'm the <laughs> don't need to know about that Pretty fast real. forward through that Brock yeah. Yeah, yeah any of that stuff just fast forward through it great so uh it was quite very enjoyable i thought it was quite good so uh yeah. but what did you think so it started off tez it started off and a brand new but this new song from a huge new band that are, are massive you know, they're, they're real up-and-comers, and it's really good. WE gave them a break. Uh, this band called Black Sabbath, and uh, they're new. They're, okay. from Eng- they're from English, an English band as well. Brand new oh. band uh, with a song called War Pigs. Okay, uh, okay. Yes, but have you, heard of that? have you heard of Black Sabbath? Brand new band. No, uh, not on my radar yet, mate. Um, I'm, not, I'm not that up-to-date with the new rock, the new right, rock yeah. songs. So that was great. And so if you haven't ever heard of them, um, you know, check them Are out. Are they like Machine Gun Kelly? No, well, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. Um, but yes, it was a brand new band called Black Sabbath. Opened up the show with a video of this really young guy, 70 plus <laughs> year old Ozzy Osbourne, singing the song of his, not of his 40 year old song. Flipping it, let's, let's, let's break kayfabe, Tez. Who would think of this? When, when Black Sabbath recorded that track all those years ago, wrestling didn't even exist in this form. So if you went back in time and soaked to Black Sabbath and went in 40, what's it? When was that? When was War Pigs released? Can't bear actually. 70? 1970, 71 maybe? Was it? It was very early 70s, I'm sure. Was it really? Good song. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, 1968, there were four forms. Yes, it must have been about 70, 71. So yeah, Yeah. you think wrestling didn't even exist in this form, this massive form. If you imagine going back in time 40 plus years and said to those guys, 40 years this song is going to be used on a wrestling event they'd have been like what are you talking about amazing it's good though isn't it i've complained for years about the shitty wwe music don't get me wrong so it's good to see some rock music and you can see Mm. for me that does feel like a big triple h is here uh situation getting something like black sabbath because they're not like having any licensing money on that situation are they you know essentially putting on some new artists and getting WWE promotion they're putting black sabbath it suits the whole show doesn't it it's good yeah, it make it makes sense. It's a song like everyone knows, even people that don't like rock music. Um, it's you know, it, it and it gets used in a fair few things, but it's pretty iconic. I mean, I hope that this does mean that in future pay per views, premium live events, we'll get what we were getting for a period in NXT, which was like up and coming bands. Then like there was obviously uh, Code Orange, yeah. uh, Kane Hill were another band, like Nita Strauss appearing. So they're a bit more on the fringes, but then I think it is cool because it's given exposure to a wrestling audience of an artist that they may not have, you know, kind of heard before. It's kind of like a win-win, I think, as long as it fits the tone. Yes. And um, this kind of did because you got those sirens at the start, which, you know, like yeah. the cage coming down. It, it worked. It worked. It did work. And of course, we've got a, a, a knack of having people who do music, who, who provide music for them at, at events, end up wrestling at WrestleMania or some mm. events. Do you think we're going to potentially so, see Aussie... Aussie wrestling at WrestleMania. Oh, and who man, would he team with? No. Domin- Rick, Dominic uh, Mysterio. On, Dominic, no, Aussie joins Judgment Day. Teams with Dominic Mysterio to go oh against Rey Mysterio. And um, hmm, who could it be against Rey Aussie Mysterio? Osborne's in the Judgment Day. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but no, it, it was good to have Warpigs. Amazing bit of production there. Getting Aussie to... Mm. even said, War Games! Probably, probably like inject, plugged him into some sort of 
machine keeping him going. Uh, but there we yeah, go, thought... Tez. War Games. <laughs> the first match, Tez, on this huge WWE card was the Women's War Games match. Damage Control, Nikki Cross, Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Oscar, Alexis, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch. What do you mm. think of everything, Tez? The, the aesthetic of the War Games cage. Do you miss? Do you miss the the roof? No. You don't. No, because I think it limits. Uh, I mean, I've only seen one classic War Games match, the one that's for my homework a little yeah. while ago. But you have seen that's really. Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of the only kind of exposure I've had to like a roof. I think it does limit the kind of spots that they can do. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm fine with them having you know having no sort of ceiling on it. Yeah. Uh, aesthetically, yeah, cool. I like the shark cages. The only thing which I've literally only kind of twigged now is I did kind of half think with this being a Survivor Series War Games, was it going to be elimination? Oh, but right. no, it was, yeah, because I mean, te- technically we didn't have a proper Survivor Series match, but that's not really a bad thing because War Games is a lot more kind of fresh for the main roster and yeah, yeah. Survivor Series as a concept hasn't really been that fresh for a very long time. No. Yeah, I um, thought that. They did go through over the, the rules and they mentioned that um, Dusty Rose event, invented the War Games match over 30 years ago, which was quite cool. Went over mm. the rule and had many different rule incarnations or incarnations of the rules. And this is this year's one was three minutes between five. To, the first two competitors are in it's five minute periods. The next uh, vice versa periods are three minutes until the War Games match starts. They didn't call it the match beyond, though. Which I missed. They should have hmm. been there. Now the match beyond starts. Like War Games is the bit before and then the match beyond, but they called War Games oh, okay, a bit when everyone's okay. in. Which was cool, I guess. But yeah. um it was good. And I tell you what, it made me think, why the hell did Vince McMahon not do this? All those years. He had all the from two thousand and one when he bought WCW. Man, he had all those great wrestlers there over all these different periods of time. He could have totally done a war games match. It would have been wicked. It wasn't his idea. And he's I know, just a stubborn stupid, old bastard, stupid man. Because you know, it would have been wicked having a. You think of all the great wrestlers and all the great factions and groups and storylines that have gone through wrestling in the last twenty-one years since mm. he bought WCW to have had a cool war games match within WWE. It would have been wicked. I would have loved that. Uh, yeah. So, but at least we have got it now on the positive side. So, That's what it, did yeah. you think of the match, Tez? Yeah, it was it was cool. This was a cool match. Like um, the weapons being introduced pretty early on was uh, was awesome. I liked the aesthetic of um, early on. Nikki Cross, like uh, what was the old faction that she was in? Sanity. Uh, sanity. Yeah, she was kind of more in the sanity role, climbing on top of the shark cage, and then Rhea just doing chin ups inside the cage. Just like, oh man, she's a badass. Um, yeah, it, this was a it was a fun match. It was a fun match. I think uh, everyone kind of got a chance to showcase like um, EO Sky. I think I was saying in the Discord last night, she is just so smooth mm. in the ring in terms of like her movements on the ropes and stuff. Like, I thought this was a really fun match, dude. I thought it was good. I thought I felt until the weapons were introduced. Of course, it's building up. It just felt like a normal, good quality WWE wrestling match. Do you know what I mean? It was just. It didn't I, I feel felt... like it had the brutalness of war games. No. I, I did feel that this the opening of this match, the opening few minutes and entrance, had a bit more oomph to it than the men's, which obviously we'll talk about later yeah. on. Like I felt this one had a bit more kind of... I, and maybe that's because it was the heels having the advantage. I don't know. Um, I think the only thing that I'd have to say potentially for a negative this match, and I guess I'd say maybe a negative for the whole card... 
what the hell was up with the crowd? They were they, crap. It wasn't like they were just completely silent because there's occasional moments where they'd perk up and they're murmuring and chattering away. Like it, I said again, the Discord. There seemed to be moments where different pockets of people wanted to start chants, and it just never caught on. And so you've just got this constant sound in the background, and it's like they're not enjoying this. Like, what's what's going on? It it affects the atmosphere, I think, for when you watch it. Maybe they didn't know how to suss out the two rings. It might sound weird, just just what the vibe was. It was it's an, you know as much as we know, you know WCW in the history, well you know the history of wrestling and war games matches. These guys is a completely new thing, isn't it? To see, it must be a bit confusing. Some you know some people don't know all this history. You know, no. um, and it, I don't know. They've sort of been saying war games on the TV, but they haven't done that much to say what war games was going to be does that make sense it's like you should expect yeah. what you know you should have expected what war to know what war games was maybe that would play the part i don't know but the crowd were pretty just weird they were just like murmurs the whole time when uh going through um yeah odd odd but i think the match like the match quality was cool um when when they introduced the engines coming out and they were like and coming out next, blah 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 blah, is uh, me Chim Mia Yim. Yeah, is that I, a new name? Is it? I I, I, th- I thought it was a nickname at first, and then it seemed like they were actually renaming her Me Chim, which is crazy. I think in Korean or insane in Korean. Yeah, but now it seems to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's Me Chim Mia Yim. Is it really? I I guess so, and I guess it does kind of flow off the tongue. It's one of those things that I think I probably will get used to, but it just seems a bit odd to, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was that is a bit weird. I, I, I don't know. I think it's good she's back, and I think that's that's okay mm. name for a Meechim Miriam. That's all right. Don't mind it. Yeah. Don't mind it. Yeah. I thought the match was good. I liked the bit where they were going to do the Tower of Doom, and then Nikki just stopped it. Mm. That was quite good because everyone was a bit peed off. Do you feel like this? I know we get over blood in WW in AEW. Do you think this would have been good with a bit of blood? Have the baby face in peril. And then yeah, the next I, one's coming in to save them. I never really felt that there was that much peril throughout no, there wasn't, the match. No, um, there was even a moment where um, uh, Nikki Cross was handcuffing. Well, she was being handcuffed. No, she was handcuffing yeah. herself to Alexa Bliss. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Alexa, maybe if you played a bit more like you're really sort of damaged, this would look a bit. They look like there'd be a bit more peril. But she was kind of just going along with it and occasionally like trying to swat her away i don't know it just it, there were certain moments where it's like oh this doesn't look quite as smooth and polished as it could but i, I don't know maybe that's what not what they want i don't know there's only minor quibbles i think i mean me. you watched the um wcw war games was it 1999 a few weeks ago what hmm. i felt because they were like for me when i was when i was a kid war games matches were like there was like that, that DVD in the old town market in Paul when you buy the war games would be 15. <gasps> oh, it'd be a bit of, bit of blood in there and a bit of like gore and guts and a brutal match. And I felt like this didn't really... In the old old war games match, they really sold if someone smashed into that cage. That would do them some damage. Mm. Um, and they didn't really sell the fact that the cage and the, the danger of the war games match was going to be a problem for these performers in the war games match if that made sense it was just like mm. they'd done all these sort of spots you see WWE wrestlers do all the time which are very impressive don't get me wrong but back on the old ones you'd get like just just brutalness where 
you know, someone would get their head and grind it into the cage and they're using it as a weapon, like, and there's, you know, a bit of guts and gore and it's, it's war games. You know, you can say war games like this as much as you want, WWE, but for me, it needed to have a bit more actual war. Because, I mean, for mm. the first 15 minutes of the pay-per-view, anytime anyone said war games, they had to say it like that. You couldn't just say war games. Um, <laughs> and um, it just felt like it wasn't, like hard enough that makes sense to just you see these great you see these great wrestlers doing all these great spots and they're it's mm. amazing some of the stuff they do but it just they don't need to maybe do all these great amazing spots it could just have a bit more brutalness for me anyway yeah i mean i guess we had some weapons spots and table spots in in this match um but yeah never felt like i i didn't ever at any point watching this match even though it was good i don't think there's anything sort of too bad about the women's war games match but there weren't really any moments where i thought jesus christ and yeah. normally with my limited exposure you know most of my exposure has been the aw variation yeah, and yeah. um and uh, nxt you normally do get those moments either when someone's been busted open and we've talked before aw do it far too much so it loses its impact but it could have added something here um that uh you know that there's those moments where you go oh, bloody hell you know and we didn't really have that here it was just a good sort of there's some cool spots but nothing really felt like there was a massive amount of peril i guess yeah um no. i yeah i did mean early 90s baby oh, it's not late 90s early 90s was very very br brutal matches yeah it just didn't feel like anyone was in peril and it didn't feel like i think i actually think it did miss the roof they're locked in Mm. Lot, I missed the roof actually. I, I, as much as it's good, you can jump off of it. You know, with comparing it to the blood and guts matches in AEW where they do have the roof, I quite like it that they can go up on top of the roof and fight and okay, do things yeah. like that. Uh, it just felt like it was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It was really good, but it didn't feel like it was war games to me. <laughs> <laughs> it felt more like WWE doing war games, which is what it was, but. Oh, it's I, I guess this could be looked at as testing the water, yes, you know, for main roster. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I probably need to at some point watch some more war games matches with a with a roof, because, uh, like I say, I don't have that affinity. I've only I've mainly seen the the non roof jobbies. Um, but yeah, in terms of this match, I thought fun, had some good moments. I did start. I don't know why, but I suddenly got a feeling. Oh, is Becky going to turn? Really. I just yeah, nothing kind of lead into it, but there was just some moments where I was thinking, hmm, could that be interesting if she turned and went went heel? I don't know because damage control are very kind of they're done now. They just keep losing all the time they? now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's I interesting who else something. who else is going to go into Bianca Belair now going forward. You've got two months till the Royal Rumble. It's mm. Quite a long time uh, for WWE TV to not have something building up to a pay-per-view event or a premium live event premium live event yeah. premium live event uh yeah it was all right it was good i just felt like yeah it missed it missed the war it had the games didn't have the war for <laughs> me 87 war games was a standard bearer and never been topped by wcw aw or nxt says baby ace baby ice but what about those lethal lockdowns baby ice they definitely did Hogan team Hogan versus team Flair come on you know it TNA lethal lockdown yeah I saying TNA like, oh god <laughs> uh, King King Monday AEW stopped using blood like before and after full gear pay-per-view it has stepped up compared to WWE pay-per-view for sure 
Yes, that's a, that's a good point, King. King. But that, this was cool. It was good. Uh, question, Tez. Which wrestler, as this was the first match and I was watching it with Meryl, uh, which wrestler for you had the best outfit? Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Okay. <laughs> By a country mile. Right. My God. Dump I... truck. Dump truck buns. <laughs> I went for Bianca Belair, the orange and the blue. Look good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I've always liked um, EO Sky's um, get up. I mean, it wasn't really too different here to what it normally is, but I, I, I like that. I'm not a massive fan of Becky's over-the-top styles. Like, it's it's interesting. It's cool because of her previous kind of going a bit crazy yeah. gimmick, but it's not really... No, oh, no, Rhea. <laughs> Rhea all day long. Uh, Baby Ice Pit Yo. Uh, Io Sushi Guy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. For that. And uh, Mia Yim looked all right as well. And uh, Alexa Bliss looked quite good. But lots of great outfits there, guys. Yeah. Great outfits. Costume department WB, 10 points. Well, one of the things, um, again, not to keep bigging up the Discord, but it is, it is fun when you watch a live pay-per-view to sort of just chat throughout it. I am all for when wrestlers have special attire at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, like I, I used to, I remember getting, uh, WWE, WWF WrestleMania on, on the N64. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause you'd have alternate kind of color palettes for the wrestlers, like alternate oh, yeah, attires. Yeah. And I remember unlocking Shawn Michaels and he had like four different attires. And one of them was Ooh. like the WrestleMania 14, 12, what the golden white one. He had that one and he had the DX one, the red, oh, the red, yeah. the red pants of the DX on them. And I always thought that was cool because it was unique to an event. Um, so I'm all for that. It, my the reason the other thing that I don't the, the counteract to that is you know AEW the cosplaying it just it reinforces to me like if a wrestler does a cool pay per view attire that's a bit different then it's like oh yeah that was a really cool variation as opposed to we we talked last night Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland apparently were doing a Metal Gear Solid cosplay were they really I didn't even pick up on that I didn't even know but there was just a, another highlight of just rest just. Dressless yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, just, like I just mentioned, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12, like the golden white yeah. one when he won the belt. That was epic. You remember he didn't that come out dressed like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, did he? No, he didn't. He could have done at WrestleMania. It would have been a bit weird when he won the belt. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. He's got like a half shell on his back. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I, I think this uh, cosplay, maybe they need to cut the cosplay out a little bit, AEW, potentially. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, yeah. I, I like a, a big event where they sort of change it up. But when it's like, oh, I'm dressing as this person from pop culture, it's like, oh, just stop being such a nerd. Yeah, and dress yeah. up as a cooler version of yourself. Yeah. Fran the Cannon, Rare's still due a title shot. Should beat Bianca. And after Becky's done with Bailey, lead to Rhea versus Becky for WrestleMania. Rhea would be an awesome champion. She would be cool. With Judgment She's just Day badass, as well. isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Judgment Day around her. And it being... how, co- how cool would that be? A faction and the woman is the only champion be great yeah they haven't done that before have they it's normally I don't think so you know yeah i think that'd be awesome that would be quite cool that would be pretty cool mate that would be cool right let's go for the next match dude it was a great match between uh bullet club members as they said on the commentary aj Can styles sweet, and finn balor balor what did you think dude this is cool this is cool. I've I found sometimes with AJ that he's such an awesome performer, but sometimes on pay per views, like like with his feud with Shinsuke, like on paper it should be awesome, but hasn't always kind of like uh, clicked. Um, and I know that they did a they did a pay per view a few years back because I think Bray Wyatt was ill or something yeah. like that, um, and that was very cool. And this was kind of more of that, just like hard hitting. They've got quite similar move sets, mm. which I think worked quite well to kind of yeah, show like. Pele kick versus Pele kick and, and stuff like that. 
I really enjoyed this, and I thought, you know, the OC are kind of due a win because they've been kind of coming up short in the little matches in Crown Jewel. Um, yeah, this is this is work rate match. Wasn't this it? is uh, AJ Styles' first singles win on a WWE pay per view for three years, which is shocking because he spent so long in the tag division just floundering. Have Omos and a lot of shit. Yeah, goodness me. Yeah. So yeah, it's his first singles win in three years on the main roster. It was a great match, and I mean, what more can you say about two guys like Finn Balor and AJ Styles? You know the match is going to be good. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was a great match. Would have uh, done well on an AEW pay-per-view, I felt. Which is a weird thing to say, but, you know, they're more the work-rate wrestling company out of the two, I'd say. Uh, this was this was really cool. I enjoyed the match. AJ Styles is awesome. Where does it go from here? I guess you got to have the the mixed tag, I guess, with Rhea and... Um, and uh, Me, Chim. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do I do feel with this faction warfare, it's it's one of those things where where do you go that doesn't kind of run it to death? Um, you know, kind of going into the ground with it, with it. Do they kind of split them away and then, you know, in terms of the factions feuding with other people and then kind of come back to them? Or, I don't know, it's a... It's a how do you still keep it fresh? It's a, it's a tough one. It is interesting. How, how do you mm. keep... I don't know. And what's next for Judgment Day as well? We know the beat yeah. down. Did you see Dominic Mysterio beat down Ray Mysterio on uh, Thanksgiving? Ray wearing his mask with his family. Of course, <laughs> of course, Tess. Do you got gravy wear, do... all around it. Just yeah. smushed do you in. not wear your wrestling mask when you're having your dinner? Well, normally breakfast. Oh. Dinner, I let it air out. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, because of course breakfast is, tends to be a bit more of a colder meal, so you won't be sweating so I've much. I've normally got like you know like. Does the milk not get on your wrestling mask it. when you have breakfast though? Well, that's it. By the time it's done, I need to air it out because I've just got milk all over it. Right. Coffee spilled. Can you on get it. shredded wheat through that mouth hole on your wrestling mask? I mean, I've got oh. one of those <laughs> Preston Vance ones that doesn't oh. even have a mouth hole, so I'm basically just having to lift it up and it's all it's right. a it's a bit you know, I didn't really think it through to be honest. Yeah, I wonder what how dirty Ray Mysterio's mouth was after that. Goodness me, he must have been gutted. I mean, luckily he was wearing <laughs> the mask when the camera crew turned up as well. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, oh, we've funny. been able to see him for the first time in years since WCW. Uh, but no, this was a good match, though. But I think we're going to see Ray and Dominic in the Royal Rumble together. One yeah, and two. So Ray has to fight. That would be such a good bit of storytelling. Surely do that. Where Ray and Dominic are the only two in the Royal Rumble together. Because Ray doesn't well, I mean, I guess the only way they could do that is if one, one enters one, the other one two. Because I don't think that there's any way that one of them is going to be the winner. No, not at all. But that, how cool no. would that be, wouldn't it? Like, that should be the story. Ray and Dom go into the Royal Rumble one and two. Mm. And yeah. it's building up to Ray. I'm not going to, Dad, I'm going to get you in the Royal Rumble. I'm going to eliminate you and take your legacy. And Ray's like, no, son, I'm not going to fight you. Then he just gets the breaking point and has to settle with someone and say, you got to do it. Survive the Royal Rumble. You've done it before. WrestleMania main event. Yeah, build up to that. Do, It'd be awesome. Do, what, what do you reckon is going to push... Uh, push Ray over the edge. Do you reckon they're going to have like Dom push over his mum or something? There's got to be something where Ray's just like, nah, this has gone too far. Because well, at the moment, he won't, should... I think it'd be like he won't make his bed and then he won't wash up after dinner and he'll be like, that's it. I've, I've told, told you, you enough bloody times to bring your dishes down. There's yeah. mold growing up there. I've had enough of this. Why Dominic. are there loads of socks under your bed, Dominic? What have you been doing? I know you're not with Ray, but what are you doing with them, Dominic? My magazines aren't walking out on their own, and I found them in your room under your mattress, son. I what need to hell? fight you at WrestleMania to teach you a lesson. Clean up after yourself. I'm not picking up your Dominic Mysterio fluid 
covered socks anymore. <laughs> not picking up your jazz socks, son. No, not doing flamethrower fluff soles, but it's an American tradition to beat up your parents on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know. We don't have Thanksgiving <laughs> here, do we? They don't really celebrate it. I know, saying that it is a it is an American tradition. Oh. Go around, visit the family, smack your dad around. I didn't know. Oh, is it? Goodness me. Um, I mean, funny they say that, actually. I did see a video on Twitter, which was um, a family Thanksgiving, and the dad saying that the son needs to act act normal and stop being an embarrassment and the son throws the table over and bitch slaps his dad and I'm, maybe it is a thanksgiving thing just get into a fight with your family and eat some turkey i don't know i don't know mate i don't know it's a shame because it's like it must be quite cool having thanksgiving as well because you get like double like a big family get together and then another one about a month later for christmas which yeah cool. good good holiday sort of good vibes we don't have it here do we we're like do, stupid do they stuff celebrate... like bonfire night <laughs> do they celebrate boxing day in america Americans, do you celebrate Boxing Day in America on the day after Christmas? We have another holiday the day after Christmas, mm. Boxing Day. And nothing to do with the mixed martial arts of boxing or pugilism. Nothing to do with YouTubers. Or YouTubers, no. Nothing to do with that. But <laughs> please let us know, Americans, in chat. We'd love to know. Or on the podcast feed or in the comments, let us know on YouTube. If you're in the comments, let us know. And on the podcast as well, let us know about do Americans celebrate Boxing Day. Uh, so, yes, uh, AJ Styles beats Finn Balor. It's a great match. You can't say much more. It's no. just fantastic. We know we celebrate Boxing Day when Mike Tyson hits the ring. That's awesome. <laughs> right, okay. So, Tez, then we have the next match on the card. And it was Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. What do you think, Tez? Um... It was okay. I mean, I've not, I've never really been hyped for Ronda since her first match at WrestleMania, where it was just like, yeah. oh shit, she came out the gates, she was throwing around Triple H. It was yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, and shot, I re- I like Shotzi because of her style, you know, the alternative rocker aesthetic. But she is one of those uh, wrestlers that I've never just thought like, oh, they've had really good matches. No, not, not to say she's bad, but you know, this was just one of those matches that it had some moments with the jump on the outside knocking over those guys plants. yeah they're clearly plants i thought unless they've got they just led on the floor like you have to pay them for a chiropractic stuff work because uh, they were me. just led on the floor covering their faces and it was like oh, yeah. well that lady next to them was going oh my neck for ages oh, i've got whiplash yeah oh, i can't so, work now sue we uh, people that's what i do or at least get the chair to take home uh no this match was all right wasn't it it was quite it was quite good it was obviously, it was obviously yeah. ronda rousey was gonna win it's pretty standard wrestling match between yeah. the two of them Shotzi was quite cool coming down in the tank looks quite cool as well i quite liked it and Shayna baszler and ronda is it gonna lead to those guys fighting i don't know i i like i like them now finally aligning together that's after cool. god knows how long yeah. uh, they had a smackdown promo which is just a bit weird i don't know if it was just an off night or they weren't I don't know. They had this thing in the ring on SmackDown that was just a little bit awkward. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see. I mean, I do appreciate the fact that Ronda is essentially full-time. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of surprising for someone coming out of WWE to then basically be doing a, as much of a full-time schedule on TV as, as uh, well, more regular than Roman Reigns, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine. I thought it was a fine match. It seems weird you got Ronda Rousey then. She's just becoming one of the, like another just the number on the card as such isn't she she's not she's not like the big star that she was when she was around a couple of years ago it's no, sometimes less guess, is more with her yeah I guess you know if she was doing the Brock Lesnar thing would she feel a bit more special but then would you have that argument of oh god another MMA person coming in although you know Brock was in WWE before someone else coming in and only doing six dates a year I don't know it's I feel it's like a damned if you do damned if you don't sort of scenario yeah um yeah 
Baby Ice, yeah. all roads lead to Becky versus Ronda grudge match at WrestleMania, probably. Well, How are they going to fill up the 30, 30 women in the Royal Rumble? Goodness me. Can't keep calling back Michelle McCall. I, I mean, they've, they've brought a few people kind of back since Triple H has taken over. So I, I think this Royal Rumble might be the first one in the world where 50% or more isn't, you know, legacy people and special attractions. I think we're, we're probably going to get a few people turning up, but I don't know. They've got a few more people on the roster now, haven't they? Sarah Logan's yeah, yeah, back, yeah. Emma. Yeah. She's called Valhalla now. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, apparently it's a rip-off of another wrestler, but it's just, it's just I'd look at it as the, you know, Ragnarok look, Viking look. Just, yes. Just looks like that. Cool. It's all right. Uh, so, yeah, this match was okay. Again, it was a Ronda Rousey match. It was it was what it was. I mean, it, it's it's just it's very digestible, isn't it? Yeah. Just easily, easy to swallow wrestling event, I felt. It was good time. No matches were too long. Good, good, good uh, production value across the whole pay per view. You know, I, 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 I quite liked it. It's good. Uh, Flamethrower Fluff Salisbury. After the match, Ronda was saying, "I'm the queen to the crowd." Oh, is that oh, leading God, to Charlotte? Charlotte? Goodness me, Maxie and Paler, <laughs> that other person she is ripping off. She is ripping off Maxie and Paler. Actually, to be fair, have you seen Maxie and Paler? I have, yeah, and it does look incredibly similar. <laughs> yeah, she does. She is ripping her off a wee bit there. I signed Maxi mm. and in my uh, TW uh, wrestling company okay. game. Yeah, made him my champion actually. Ooh. My first year, first woman's champion of my wrestling company in that game. Good game, that. Uh, but there we go. Yeah. I think uh, Shane is better wrestler than Ronda. Personally, says Fran. Well, I. I... Are we still on? Is that crop bags? Yeah, we're still did on. Did you hear that crop bags? What was that? I did. I did hear something knock. Crop bags. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's just beyond me. So there we go. That was uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. And then, Tez, we went into the next match. It was Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE US title. They're saying like the US title is the title on Monday Night Raw now. Yeah. Which is quite cool. They've done a good good, uh, good way of rehabbing that belt, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think that's what they kind of needed to do because, uh, you know, Roman wasn't going to be doing double duty every week. You know, he'll do the odd special appearance. But especially on your show that's three hours long, you've got to have a prestige championship. And um, Seth Rollins, he's an odd one. Like, he is super over. And this is one of the few times that the crowd seemed to wake up a bit. Yes. Um, To sing that awful song of his. I still don't get his character. I like his hair now. Yeah, his hair's cool. His he, he always wears cool. something pretty interesting, but he does. Um, yeah, this is a cool match. Like, I mean, Austin Theory is kind of becoming interesting, which I didn't actually think was possible. Question: Do you think mm. they took the phone off of Austin Theory to because Logan Paul will always be vlogging stuff? Uh well, I mean, after after reports in the last few years, I imagine they probably want to keep the phone off Austin Theory because of who he may message um, <laughs> outside the realms of legality. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> allegedly, I don't know. I don't know all the details, but... I'm quite liking this new Austin Theory sort of character. He's, 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 there's a bit. There's something to him now. Yeah, rather he's, than being still really like annoying a, and can't stand him. He still looks like a creator wrestler. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there's he's finally got a bit of a layer to him. He which, does. He needs to grow his hair yeah. out, doesn't he? Or get a beard or, or get a sleeve of tattoos or just something just changes look a bit. I mean, look what he's yeah, wearing cause... in the picture. If you can't see on stream, he's wearing like off brown trunks with brown knee pads and black boots. 
just it's literally like creator wrestler number yeah, one the, when you the get the template before you raw. start going okay let's change yeah, the let's hair. make him look like a banana yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a fun match. I mean, putting the belt on theory, I guess, to kind of do something with his character, fine. Quite a good um, way of ending it. He had him up for the uh, big suplex. Seth had theory mm. up for the suplex, and then Bobby Lashley speared Seth, and theory falls down on top of Seth and pins him. And Bobby Lashley's yeah. shocked. I liked it. And it was, I liked the way uh, where Bobby Lashley tried to hurt lock both of them together. And then when Bobby got the hurt lock on Seth, uh, Austin Theory done the sleeper hold. So it sort of uh, saved face for the um, hurt lock. Of course, no one breaks the hurt lock, do they? No. So it's quite no. good. So it was a good way to get for Seth to get out of the hurt lock. It's good. It's a good match. This, yeah. was, this was good. I actually quite enjoyed the Austin Theory match, weirdly. Oh, no. I, I didn't think possible. Yeah. I didn't think possible. He's been in like, the piss break match for the last uh, last couple of events. But it's yes. good. He has. He suffered a lot when Vince went, but I think in the long run, it's it's quite good that he's he's Vince did go because people wouldn't have liked him. It's good that he lost the money in a bank to no. refresh, reset. Yeah, Just it was win. one of those things where it was kind of like the money in the bank was a bit of a poison chalice for him because it's like no one yeah was interested in him. No one wanted him. No, no one expected him to be possible for him to cash in and win, and it wouldn't have made sense for him to cash in and win. So yeah, it's. Yeah, they're doing the rebuilding job. So, fair enough. Let's see where it goes from here. Yeah, right, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a good match, good match. And then we had went into the final match of the night. Only, only, how many matches? Did it? One, two, three, four, five matches, Tess. Five mm. matches. And it was the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It was the Sami Zayn show, wasn't it? It was the Sami Zayn show, yeah, Sami Zayn show, yeah, we had the um, interspersed throughout the evening, we had these moments of uh, Sami Zayn talking, <laughs> it was quite funny, Sami Zayn talking with Kevin Owens, and then you got Jey Uso hiding behind a door listening in, it's yeah. like, it reminded me of like a, an American soap opera or Neighbours or something from Australia, just like, but did you talk to them? No, no, no I didn't talk to them, hmm, but I know you did. Um yeah. And why doesn't and anyone watch them. these these things when Roman and, and then Roman said to Sammy was like, um, oh, uh, can I trust you or, or, or are you with us? And then Sammy said, Of course I am, I'll do anything for you. He says something like that. And then Roman hugs him and then the camera holds <laughs> there and Roman is like, God, I don't trust him at all. It look on his face. He does face. the look on his face and he Why Sammy like, not left the room and gone and gone and someone I'm just watching what you guys were doing and Roman doesn't believe you sammy watch out mate because it just there's, there's no one in wrestling watch wrestling when they're there no no clearly they don't i've got our stream on the youtube back there maybe i've maybe this thing's happened i don't even know it's happened could be shenanigans but yeah i thought that was quite funny good though roman mm. roman reigns is brilliant isn't he i like the whole aesthetic when they went into the shark cages and when they're in there you've got like the inside cam and you've got these like under lights and stuff but the fact that roman had a chair in his cage yeah and with solar sokoa stood to him with his arms crossed as the enforcer i thought man they they do they do make it look like he, he just looks badass like why wouldn't why would he be standing up and waiting to come out he's very much like no you're going out next. Yeah. I'm not going to waste the calories like ordering, standing uh, around. Yeah, ordering, because um, Jay was in first for the bloodline, and then mm. Sammy was supposed to come in third. So Jimmy was supposed to come in second. So Jimmy's getting ready to come out and go down to the come down to the ring, but then like, Roman stops Jimmy no. and says, no, you, and sends out Sammy. So you've got to have Jay and Sammy. Of course, Jay doesn't trust Sammy at all. 
through the match. It was quite good, wasn't it? And then uh, I think uh, Sammy pulls Jay out of the way of a, yeah. of a super kick and all these other moves and he's trying to help him. And then also Jay then hits Sammy with a super kick all through the match. It was really cool. The only thing I thought was interesting because of course you've got the bloodline, which are essentially the bad guys and they've got the, they've got the disadvantage. And it was a quite a weird, weird way of it. Weird, it was quite weird because you had like Drew come down. There's a moment when Drew comes into the ring and he's just kicking the ass of everyone. Although mm. he's on the heel team. He's on the babyface team, which has got the advantage. But yeah, it's still just doing the thing where they've got the, for one of the better, the hot tag of Drew coming down for the yeah. hot tag. But then they've it got the advantage. It felt like they had the advantage, did it? No. And there was even one point when um, Michael Cole on commentary was saying, uh, well, I, th- um, I think uh, the Brawling Brutes had the advantage, so someone from the Bloodline's going to come out next. And Corey Graves is like, no, 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 actually, it's the next one is someone from Brawling Brutes. Yeah. And then it'll be, you know, Solo Sokomos, like, whatever. Um, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. This match started a lot slower, I felt, than than the women's. And I guess the focus was the story, like you say, of Jay and, and Sammy, which I liked. I thought it was pretty cool. But, yeah, for them, for the team the baby faces to have the advantage it never really felt like they had an advantage i don't i don't know if that was an injury thing for uh for butch going into this that you know meant that it was always normally like one on one or yeah. two on two because he was kind of half incapacitated i don't know well i think he's um, essentially had sammy was a pseudo baby face in the whole thing because mm-hmm. you've got the heels of the bloodline who could turn on them at any time you've got all the brutes who want to beat him up and of course, he went in second, so he's essentially at a disadvantage for the next 23, 24 minutes of the match remaining until the yeah. war games or the match beyond stuff. And it was all about Sammy and what he would do, who he would side with. And the only thing I felt was a bit weird, of course, you've got Kevin Owens and the history between those two. And they've hated each other for years. <laughs> on, on From NXT right up to here. And then all of a sudden it's like they're brothers. Kevin Owens' first night on NXT, he ended up um, powerbombing Sami Zayn, who just yeah. won the title on the apron. Yeah, it's a bit But strange. now it's like, they're the best of friends. They never hurt each other. Like. They're the best men at each other's wedding, which they were. And that's a mm. legitimate thing. But of course, in WWE storyline world, they've they've hated each other as well. And I think a couple of years ago, was it the final match ever? They're never going to wrestle. This is it. It's end the feud forever. Uh, but... Apart from that side, it was quite cool how you had Sammy. It, it was interesting to have a a two-team, have a War Games match, where it's not so much about the feud between the you know Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes. It's about Sammy yeah. and what side he would, who he would side with, which is very good storytelling. Really cool. I really liked it. This yeah. as a story t- story telling device, this War Games match was perfect for it. Really well planned out. Really good. I think that I still feel, I said it like a little while ago, I still feel that now that things are getting hotter and hotter with Sammy, we've got to have Sammy win the Rumble. Uh, And then you have the storyline of, well, Sammy's, you know, you're not going to cash in on me or you're just going to lie down or whatever. I I know there's the whole talk of Mm. The Rock's coming in and if he's facing Roman at WrestleMania, does does that mean The Rock's winning the Rumble? Because otherwise... You know, he's got both titles, so who would the winner of the Rumble yeah, go yeah, against? Yeah. But for the story, it just feels like you have to have WrestleMania be the culmination of this. It's because it's been going on long enough, but it's not stale. Keep building before the fallout and then have the fallout going into Mania. Well, like, Sammy wins. It's a shame they've done money in the bank. Sammy could win money in the bank and always has it, but it says, like, I'll, I'll, uh, I won't cash it in on you. 
don't worry and that yeah. is a big mistrust thing like don't worry it's good that i've won this because i will never cash it in on you i'll just let it expire for a year and then they keep eventually keep bullying him and bullying him and then maybe he snaps one day and decides to go for it and or something like that you know that could <laughs> that could be brilliant uh, imagine if he wins a rumble that'd be such a good I, storytelling I, device i think it's it's got it's got to be the way it goes because now jay's on side finally um he's always got on with solar and he's got his handshake with uh with jimmy which yeah. is really funny but we still had that moment earlier you know before the match with the look from roman so that's just why i feel that in terms of storyline roman's got to be like you know he's, he's part of the crew because he's useful but he's not blood he's not family so i just think that that's going to be there's got to be something for sammy to win and i feel it's got to be the rumble just because that'll be so huge for then roman to huge either turn on him or just, you know, demand that you'll relinquish your title opportunity or something. I just... Now he's, come on, WWE. Do now it. he's fully oose. Do you think he, yeah. could, he might go get a tattoo? Uh, well... Can you how, imagine him turning up? How much in character would he, is, is, the, is the wrestler? I, I could see him coming to SmackDown with tribal tattoos, but they're one of those shirts, you know, the like, yeah, yeah. see-through shirts with the fake tattoos on them. And it's like, look, guys, I'm part of Bloodline now. Yeah, that would be quite cool. I mean, I like I like Sammy. I like his story. Bloodline are awesome. They are a wicked fact. I love that they were all red. A little homage to, uh, was it the Jericho Appreciation Society? Also done that as well. Of course, obviously, an homage to Blood. As a War Games match again, though, this lacked the brutalness of a War Games match. It was a well-put-together WWE story match, but it didn't have... War games. It was a cage match times too, wasn't it? The, it the was. most brutal. We we got some weapons moments and stuff, uh, tables and whatnot. But in terms of brutality, the most I can think of was, I think it might have been Drew uh, chucking Jay uh, into the sides of the cage and then lawn darting him into one of the yeah. sides of the cage. Not using the cage. That's what I loved about the old war games matches, like yeah. smashing them when they can like pull the ring apart and. I remember the classic one when Larry Zabisco t- put t- t- the turnbuckle apart and walloped. I think it was Rick Rude or someone on the shoulder. I can't remember who's know. And then they just put him in a, a shoulder lock and tapped out because his shoulder's damaged. Like brutalness. It was a really put to- really well put together WWE cage match, but it didn't mm. feel like a War Games match. It needed more brutalness for me. Yeah. Maybe that's just my age and how long I've watched wrestling for. But... I felt like it didn't have the War Games vibe. Both matches didn't have War Games. It just had WWE trying to do their version of War Games, I felt. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it, it was, was fine, but it feels like, I mean, again, could this have been a, a match where you had some blood, might have added something to blood it? Blood would have added to it. I guess the big talking point was Zayn fully fully going in you know turning his back 100% on Kevin Owens so the I, I guess though with this it wasn't so much about brutality it was about you know the the Sammy and the bloodline storyline was the, the focus and the other guys were just there to further it yeah I thought it was an entertaining match but yeah I agree it wasn't war games brutal you know these just happened to be in two so he's very much like Umaga isn't he mm, yeah 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 I think they I, mentioned I like it, didn't they yeah. And he he's, got smashed he's... his head. Uh, Flame Flower stuff, Fluff Salisbury. I loved when Solo no sold the punches to the head, so KO stomped his foot. <laughs> and KO dressed up like Dusty Rose. Didn't he cowboy boots, though, not just Nike trainers? I oh, know. He should have gone all in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
But it was a good match. It was a good match. Good pay per view. Last WWE pay per view of the year, mate. That's it. Yeah. Now. That's the last, apart from ROH, I guess, last big US company pay per view of the year. Mm. And the NXT, I guess, as well. Uh, zero. I can't remember what the deadline. I can't remember what the NXT pay per view is called on the same day oh. they are. Oh, in two weeks. Um, um, but that's know. A, you know main roster sort of situation for. It's the last big big pay per view only, and not even in December yet, mate. No tables, ladders, chairs, or those weird end of the year WWE pay per views. So, what would you give uh, War Games as a uh, score out of ten? Uh, in terms of the matches, the fact that it was a nice digestible three hours, um, probably like two hours forty five with all the adverts. Um, it was fine. It was fine. There was nothing. If I'm going to, and I don't think you should be comparing WWE and AW and separate companies, you can like both, dislike, whatever. I do feel Full Gear, while it was like an hour longer and was a bit of a slog, um, was the better of the two just because it had more wow moments. Yeah. This was digestible. It was fun for me. Seven out of ten. But there were there were no wow moments. And I don't think it helped that the crowd were just as... Crowd passive as they were, yeah. Especially compared to an AW crowd, they were all Cardiff or anything that you've seen. It's it's pretty crazy where you either have to go to Chicago, New York, or abroad, seemingly now to get a bit of a you know a bit of a reaction. Like I thought this was Chicago, wasn't it? Or Boston? This was Boston. 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 And you'd you'd have thought there'd be some life to them, but yeah, they just seemed to perk up once or twice, and that was it. It was just a bit of a shame. Right, Cajun when he lives there. Yeah, probably not. It would probably would have told me. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Uh, that was War Games. I, I think I'll give it a seven as well, Tez. I, I did enjoy. I enjoyed it. I just wish there was a bit. A bit of blood would have gone. It would have liked, I would have liked a bit of blood. Maybe mm. lean into the, the brutalness of War Games. Like I said, these these wrestlers will never be the same after this match. But a lot of the spots are the same sort of spots you see on most WWE yeah. pay-per-views. I'm not a wrestler. I just I've seen a lot of wrestling, and that tends to be the. To me, it's it felt like it, it wasn't. Because it was the first one, first War Games match, it didn't seem too different than a normal no. cage match that you've had. No, that's fair. Uh, or like Blood and Guts is completely different to any AEW matches you get, essentially. It's a big event, isn't it? Blood and Guts. It's brutal. Builds up to it. These, these matches, you could just have some of these guys in a cage match on um, SmackDown, for instance, and it probably would look something like this. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Uh, Baby Ice gives it 8 out of 10. Let's know in the chat what you give this out of 10, guys. Uh please but welcome everybody in the chat good to have you here if any of you are new uh this is the ministry slam we are live here on this youtube channel every single sunday night at 7 p.m uk 2 p.m eastern and uh, we also put this show out in the podcast feed and all that good stuff we are gonna go and cut to a little break uh to tell you what's coming up on the mos network this week and how you can support the network and then we will come back with this week's wrestling news a very serious wrestling promo this week in wrestling history and if you want to call in via zoom download zoom and you can we will take your calls via zoom i'll post a link in the chat room and we will talk to you and you can get your voice heard here and on uh, our podcast as well because uh we get quite a lot of views listens on the podcast in top 100 again this week tez so Ooh, thank you everyone baby. who listens to the mos network podcast uh Bericles gives it oh six out of ten for wrestling nine out of ten for storyline and king gives it uh to me it fell flat nothing new just storyline entertainment no good wrestling or memorable match so i give it five out of ten plus the crowd was lacking from king all right so we will be back after this after these messages we'll be right back 
Coming up this week on the MOS Network. First off, if you're watching this YouTube live stream, please remember to hit the like and subscribe. It very much helps out the MOS Network across all of YouTube. And we will connect with more people here on the Information Super Highway. For your audio ears, the Ministry of Slam is out on Monday across all the podcast feeds around the world. Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you can get audio podcasts, you can get the Ministry of Slam and all of our network of shows. Just search the MOS Network in any podcast supplier around the world and you will find all of our shows. We have over 265 episodes of podcasts on that podcast feed, so lots of great audio content for your audio ears please do go and check out the mos network on all of the audio platforms of choice the main man ted is back on tuesday with ministry of horror get scary as we get close to christmas we ain't talking about christmas we're talking about scary stuff on the ministry of horror go and join tez here on this very youtube channel youtube.com forward slash the mos network as tez talks about all the latest horror news and reviews all the latest horror shenanigans going on in the world of horror ministry of horror goes out into the same podcast feed you can get ministry of slam on wednesday morning go and check it out and if you do listen to the podcast this is a call to action right here right now please go and review the mos network on whatever podcast feed you listen to this show i've seen the podcast numbers we do get some downloads out there on the information superhighway and i am asking any of you guys out there who are reviewing this podcast or are listening to this podcast, please go and give the MOS Network a review on some podcast platforms of your choice. It would very much help us out and I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for checking out our YouTube channel, guys, and thank you very much for checking out the podcast feed. We really appreciate all the support you guys give us. If you hear of any wrestling or horror fans or comic fans or tourneyers fans, please do let them know about the Ministry of Slam and the MOS Network. Thank you for all the support, guys. Much love! The MOS Network wins. We are back to... Back. back to action Lock on and fire. yeah let's go oh man i've been gutted about jason david frank this week i'll be honest i've been absolutely gutted a bit shocking last week that mm. it came out just before we went live i've i've been gutted gutted that he did oh man great i definitely watched quite a lot of power rangers i realized <laughs> through the years uh and he was always obviously so active within that power rangers community um you still you know a lot of these on these sort of kids show they disappear don't they and he was so active and was really really into it so yeah um, rest in peace jason david frank a legend apparently the two bullies um are or were still in it like still school bullies even though that was like Bulk 20 and 30 years ago yeah oh man it was um yeah, sad times man i can't believe it because i was literally like i said last week watching a comic con of him talking about positive energy and you know, don't let negative energy in and stuff. And um, yeah, seems he sadly took his own life. So uh, I think that's the words on there. But guys, make sure if you've got troubles, talk to people. Hundred percent. Don't hold it in. You know, no. anyone can feel bad stuff. And 
Don't let bad stuff happen. Talk to people. And check in on your friends as well, because they may seem like they're doing all right, but always, you know, just drop a message. Yeah. Ask to chat. 100%, man. 100%. 100%. So rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Um, uh, Power Rangers legend. Also had a bit to do with wrestling as well. He'd done a up, up, down, down with um, Austin Creed and all that. Consequences Creed. But, you know, uh, but yeah, there we go, man. Rest in peace, Jason David Frank. So Tez. Uh, mm. Let's should we get into the, the news of the wrestling week. Should we do it? You ready? Let's do it. I haven't got Mr. Price in chat saying this, this is the news, but I'll, no. I'll have to do it myself. So here we go. Here we go. This is the news. It's the news stand. It's time for the wrestling news. No, let's go. Randy Orton had fusion surgery on lower back. Fightful Select reports that Orton has had lower back fusion surgery, although the exact time of the procedure is not confirmed. One week ago, Orton's wife Kim posted a photo of Orton at a hospital, but it's unknown when the photo was taken. Orton, 42, has been with the company for over two decades since signing a developmental deal with Ohio Valley Wrestling and being called to the main roster in the spring of 2002. Fightful added that Orton is under contract through 2024 and that there is no timetable for a return to the ring. Uh, that seems pretty brutal to have lower mm. back fusion surgery. Um, yeah, that does not sound pleasant. Does that potentially could mean he can't come back to wrestling? Maybe. Maybe. He'd be a big loss. And unbelievable yeah. that he didn't get to have a lower back fusion surgery uh is spine surgery oh my goodness depending on the, depending on the condition of the surgery treating spinal fusion has a 70 to 90 percent success rate my goodness uh remove herniated oh. portion of the disc underneath the nerve not nerve root to give more space relieve pressure and promote root healing goodness me sounds like a massive operation for randy orton um yeah, robin dinkins uh orton should retire to be fair randy orton is brilliant that he's been in the company for 20 years on the main roster pretty much at the top because straight away went to evolution and has, has not really been injured for a lot of that period of time and he like robert dinkins says he's he's achieved so much in his time so much he's brilliant um he maybe if this this is the sort of situation maybe he should retire my name is not oh oh yeah that's the same operation that um that uh sean michaels had but of course, mm. Shawn Michaels had the operation when he was a lot younger and a lot yeah. of space to come back in his 40s. Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels had five years off, didn't he, from wrestling? From yeah, 98. Yeah, so he had a bit of time to recuperate. Randy Orton, if he had five years off, would be uh, 47. There's no, no need to come back, Randy Orton. He has achieved a lot and probably made a lot of money. Mm. Oh, uh, God, yeah. And you don't want to see his you know, that. The good thing about someone like Randy Orton, as opposed to maybe a lot of the older wrestlers, who might have had this situation is that Randy Orton has probably saved a lot of money, achieved a lot, and won't need to be going to do silly wrestling things to earn money. Uh, you know, putting his life, his, mm. his, his body at risk, you know. Maybe you'll go back to acting. He did that 12 rounds too. Did you I like think. that film? I thought it was all right. And the third one with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, I think. They were they were all right, you know. They were you didn't need to think about um dull act dumb action films. Um, so it's always surprised me that he's never really done much more in acting because he was all right. I'm surprised now Triple H is in charge. They haven't announced a chaperone too. 
I'm surprised he hasn't championed himself to be Kratos uh, in God of War because he looks like him. Yeah, and slap that, white yeah. and red paint on him. Yeah, or like Zeus in Thor instead of uh, Robert. What was his name? Russell Crowe. Mm, That'd be yeah, cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Badass, rather than the silly <laughs> silliness. Uh, I right, yeah, Kyle Wright had neck fusion surgery. Yeah, man, he's been gone for a while, so hasn't he? God, Get us soon, wrestlers. Wrestling, dangerous game, mm. and that's why I've retired. Are you, have you retired yeah. from wrestling yet? Not yet, not yet. I think I've still got a good one to two months left in me. One to two months debating whether you ever do a wrestling match until you officially <laughs> retire. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, st- I'm still in it. I'm still I'm hanging still... with the young'uns. I've retired. I'm never doing it. Uh, but yeah, get well soon, Randy Orton. Get well soon. Another wrestler injured, Ted. Mm. Logan Paul provides update on knee injury. On November 5th, Paul wrestled Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia and sustained a knee injury midway through the match. In a new video blog, there is footage of Paul informing his manager that he tore something right after the spot, where Paul executed a splash through the table on the floor. After flying back to Los Angeles, Paul had his knee checked out and was told he had a near-complete grade 3 tear of the MCL and would require a minimum of six weeks of rehab. Paul said he was doing he's been doing rehab every day but didn't reveal his timetable for a return to WWE. Did you see the video of uh, Logan Paul um announcing this news? Uh yeah, wasn't it like him talking with his brother in um yeah, in the kind of the training room. This is one of the first times I've ever seen a Logan Paul um a Logan Paul YouTube video. I've never seen him ever. Mm. And uh he's quite a charming fellow. Gotta say, very excited that he got his own wrestling figure. Yeah, I, I've seen some. I've seen little snippets of his podcast when he had Triple H on there. Um, his friends seem quite excitable, uh, which is a little bit yeah. annoying. Uh, but he seems, yeah, he seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. I mean, obviously that's not always been the case. He's been quite controversial, um, you know, and his brothers are dislikable generally. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean. He's, he's shown himself to be a natural athlete. Um, six weeks isn't a terribly long time for recovery. No, so no luckily he didn't do all of brutal. it. does sound brutal. When you see the the vlog, it's him, him backstage at the Saudi show. It actually showed uh, Triple H throwing them up. So I've got a plan a couple of months for you to wrestle uh, Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. It was quite cool. Quite cool. And it showed, yeah, he's, he's unlocked his, uh, he's got his um, Logan Paul elite WE figure. Will you get that, Tez? Stick it behind <laughs> you on the stream? No. No. Uh, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to get it either. Uh, but there we go. Um, but yeah, Logan Paul, he's great. For some reason, I think him getting injured and putting in that performance will, in a way, maybe babyface him to a lot of the um, wrestling fans around the world. Yeah. And he does a better yeah, buckshot lariat than Hangman Page. I said it. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Does he do a better one than uh, than Matt Jackson? Oh, we're going to get into that. Going to get into that. <laughs> so, uh, seamless segue there. Yeah, seamless segue. Let's go for it, Tez. The elites mock CM Punk and Ace Steel. The largest talking point from Dynamite was the elite's reception in Chicago and opting to incorporate multiple references to CM Punk and Ace Steel throughout their trios match with Death Triangle. In front of a heated crowd, the Elite entered with a mixed re- reaction, although the anti-sentiment took over with the Elite fully embracing the negative reaction and encouraging it. What did you think about this, mate? I put I Discord. Um, I didn't like it. Um, 
I think it's silly because literally uh, about three or four hours before that, Kenny Omega came out and said, we need to move beyond this and stop doing, you know, let's not do this. Uh, let's not create, you know, dwell on what happened. We need to move forward. Come on, guys. And then they go and do something stupid like that. I think I put in the Discord that it, it kind of solidifies one of the things. I'm, I'm not going to say Punk was in the right because... I showed a mate of mine recently the the media scrum and it's just like the the funniest thing is watching Tony Khan's face throughout it. Um, but not, you know, obviously he's incredibly unprofessional. And at the end of the day, they are EVPs. You have to have a certain level of professionalism. It'd be like if you slandered your boss, your boss shouldn't then come in and try and kick off at you in terms of physically yeah. because they've got to hold the standard. Um, but that being said, he did say that he works with effing children, and this was quite childish. But it does make yeah, me think it was, wasn't it? Like, it, it surely... does make me think have has something been have they come to some sort of arrangement because you want to get heat from the crowd may, I don't know it, stranger things have happened could it be that Punk's in on this I'm just saying stranger things have happened never say never, never, say, never it just say seems never incredibly muscling. childish and petulant if it, there's no it does seem with the with the fact that they never mentioned about why the elite were off TV why Punk was stripped no. of the title so they he's, were just, not, he's just disappeared. There was like one subtle little mention, I think, from uh, Moxley and MJF in promos, but it wasn't really, ob it wasn't obvious that it was a punk reference. Um, no. To then go all in, uh, no pun intended, on the punk references during this match. I mean, it, do you think it could get sorted out having punk back? I mean, the more I, I thought, the more I think about it, like, again, unprofessional what he did but the the bucks and well hangman bringing up all this colt cabana stuff and people blaming him for colt cabana not being on tv lest we forget colt cabana barely featured on tv before yeah. he would sometimes stand around at ringside with dark order dark order numbers were dwindling because they'd let go of uh you know a couple yeah so and you know tony khan has said you know that punk never requested him to remove colt cabana that I guess at his age, and he's quite an outspoken person, if there are people bringing up, you know, in because we know that the the Bucks and the Elite talk to the dirt sheets and all that stuff, that um, if they're then bringing up this to him, real life drama, without speaking to him about it first and whatnot, then I guess it has sort of like pissed him off. But I do, I don't know. I just, I, I wonder if they're just. I guess the proof will be. The next show, I'm assuming it's not in Chicago, will they keep doing it? Because if they don't, then maybe it's just a case of we really want to rile up the crowd yeah, and yeah. the heels for this match. What better way to do it in Punk City? But if they continue doing it, I've got to think that there's maybe, maybe there's something in the work. Because there's big money. I mean, that's huge money. Because huge in theory, money. going from the story from Full Gear, wasn't Death Triangle the heels? Because Ray Phoenix used a hammer. Yeah, and it was the building yeah, yeah, yeah. of that heel heel group essentially. That Ray Phoenix didn't want to use the hammer, but had to. He won essentially. Maybe he'd use the hammer again, or someone else. You know, um, Penta used it. So, so why are the Bucks and the Elite being heels? I know they're in Chicago, mm. but being that much of a heel to the crowd because the story yeah. in in wrestling, you know, you build the stories, don't you? In theory, the Death Triangle are the heels because of the using the hammer. And then you've took a detour to hammer, this. Use the hammer. Use the hammer. You've you've now took the detour to this weird uh, punk references when the match turns yourself up. Maybe it's just a one one off anomaly, like you say, it can move on with just an, yeah. another another match. 
I mean, we've got like what five more matches of them yeah, to see if they really play it up. Um, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird because like we've just said, I'm being funny. Mental health plays a big issue with people, and something like that. Imagine if you know you've had this bad situation where you're working or whatever it may be, very public as well, and then these guys are doing essentially something to get at you as much as you could say they're doing it to be heels in chicago they'll also be doing it a little bit to get at the guy if it's not a work if it's not to build into a cm punk coming back thing and that would do your head in and that's not very nice it's in theory a little bit to me it feels like a little bit like they were bullying because like, we're I mean, here and we're gonna do your wrestling moves i saw something on on twitter and that would probably solidify how petty they are if they come out next week and on their entrance they've got like a um like a plush like dog toy that looks like a uh, punk's dog and they just kick into oh, the crowd. Shit. That would just be like, okay, they really are just ramping up on this, you know, we're the heels, meh. Yeah. We're little children. I mean, Gruff mm. and Barracks in the chat said they're just trying to be heels in Chicago. Completely fine, but the storyline was the Death Triangle of the heels in this three match, in this seven match series. Because the hammer. That's mm. how it started off. Yeah, yeah. So in theory, the elite went into business for them not went into business i'm sure it was clear to do this sort of stuff but they now took a weird evps detour into oh let's do some cm punk stuff what about the story of the death triangle with uh, ray phoenix and the hammer because that just no no one even spoke about that it's just talking about them doing punk moves silly yeah we'll we'll see we'll I see i don't like them dude i'm getting as much i like kenny i don't like all this stuff yeah Ken, um, I, i'm like no, kevin owens think... with Sami Zayn. i'm like kenny get out of the heat stop it you know i'm just as long as they still keep coming out with carry on wayward son i can to a degree look past some of the silliness um but yeah the main thing is i guess we'll kind of see how how they work the dynamic because if they have done it just as well we know that they're going to get booed because of the cm punk thing and they're in punk town so we'll I, I have them ramp up as heels like when mjf is in um you know uh, rhode island or wherever yeah. he's from he'll be the super face but from a tv audience perspective like if they have them being super bad and getting booed by the audience one week cheered the week before and then the following week they're then back to being the faces and the other guy you know death triangle of the heels then that's kind of just sending out so many mixed signals from the people at home yeah uh giving you your ratings they're going to be like going what is going on? I thought we didn't like these people because we were booing them last week. You know, the, the casual fan will go with what the crowd's doing and, and I, with what they're doing in the ring. I think a lot of it, the majority of AEW fans, I, would, they, I mean, they get a million viewers nearly every week in America and around the world. So you mm. can't tell me a million people listen to shows like this and know, and know about the backstage stuff. No, a lot of no. people just watch it for watching TV and watching wrestling. So they never address what happened with Punk and, and Kenny in the Elite. And all of a sudden, that the Bucks are back and... Punk's never mentioned. They're doing Punk's moves. It's not good story writing, is it? It's good no. storytelling. It's a bit silly. I don't like it. No, this is it. It's... I don't know. It was a, a bit of a dampener on what was actually a, a decent dynamite. Like, it does feel like the dynamite's leading up to full gear, full gear itself. They're, they're tightening things up in terms of um, in terms of the, the the schedule the planning and stuff i'm not saying dynamite's back to where it was like a year ago or so yeah. but um what hopefully th- this whole drama doesn't derail that yeah i hope not what did you think of um that regal moxley and daniel bryan or brian danielson situation i liked it i thought it was cool i thought it was cool i mean 
I thought it was brilliant. As much as I'd said on last week's show, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing MJF come out, crowd, see what he's got to say. He's a heel. Why is he going to come out next week? You know, like as much as it would have been cool to have him speak, he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to come in next week. I'm on the week off. Brilliant. It works because he's that's, you know, he does what he wants. Yeah. I, I like the storyline because Daniel Bryan's kind of caught in the middle that, you know, Regal was always really until recently kind of Bryan's mentor. You know, he'd always big up Bryan yeah, on the big, commentaries, the best wrestler in the world. Big emotional stuff as well. Scrummy, about. scrummy, scrummy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deep emotions so I, for wrestling, like, you know, saying that yeah. he made Bryan uh make you know love his dad in his part you know after he passed i mean big stuff goodness me yeah yeah helped him helped him find the love for his father and same he did the same for moxley or you know saying that's the, that's some big big stuff there um i thought it was quite cool i thought moxley was having some time off um and it's interesting to see where this is going to lead to is it going to lead to a brian uh moxley match I, I find it interesting was regal going to be because talk up regal won't be back mm, i get i guess we'll see i mean brian moxley we've seen a couple of times i i get it works in terms of this this storyline but um I'd, li I'd like moxley to take a little bit of time off um just to kind of freshen things up i mean blackpool combat club should they just disband at this at this stage? I mean, Wheelie, you two haven't seen for a, excuse me, we haven't seen for a while. He's kind of crap. Um, <laughs> let, let's be honest, <laughs> they tried it. You know, he's they kind right. of added a bit of um, Shazam to him, but it is a bit crap, really, isn't he? He's right. You can't polish a turd. Be interesting um, what happens. At, you know, will Moxie come out with MJF? You know, uh, like I'm going to go at MGF or, you know, where's, where does right. when Moxie, when MGF does does speak? I mean, of course, uh, MGF's now going to be going against Ricky Starks as well at Winter is coming. So I want to see those two on the microphone, but they ain't got long to build it. Buzz Tess, why? What have I done, what have I done Fran? Uh, Moxley Combat Club. I don't know because you don't like Wheelie Utah. Uh, where's Baby Ice? Baby Ice is on my side with this. I'm pretty sure. Wheelie uh, is useless. There you go. Defo get Moxley off TV for a bit, keeps it fresh and deserves a break after carrying the company off the elite pump situation from yeah. the gruff. Can you hear Grotbag snoring? No. That's good. He's snoring his head off. <laughs> right. You're right here. It's hard little poop. So loud. Um, good thing this isn't like a soundproof uh, room because otherwise you'd definitely get it. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a good episode of Dynamite. Really, really good. And yeah. uh, of course, now we haven't got an interim champion either. Jamie Hayter is the full-on no. women's champion and Tony Storm's reign counts as well, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah. She's going to yeah, be like a great that. champion. She's cool, isn't she? I like it. And Thunder Rosa, is she coming back? Who knows? Probably not for a while. Um, and I guess we'll kind of just see where this uh, Brit and uh, Jamie Hayter storyline goes. Because while Jamie was all cool and stuff, it was obviously very notice uh, notable that when Renee went to talk to uh, to Jamie on the stage, that straight away Brit just grabbed the mic. Yeah. yeah, which normally would probably annoy me because I just think, oh, just shut up and let her talk. But I guess I it's going to be part of the storyline. Yeah, but she picked up Jamie Hayter, which was cool. Mm. Yeah, she yeah. didn't say yeah and I knew I'm great it was about Jamie Hayter which was good franchise is in the, in the chat room hey, guys franchise um, so there we go should we go for the next did you get the, the news that's a bit above the elite mock CM Punk and A Steel it's actually come up updating. oh shit um, oh yeah I went straight past that uh, Darby Allen to team with Sting and Great Muta 
on uh, 22nd of Jan at Yokohama Arena. Pro Wrestling Noah revealed that Allen will be part of Muta's final match at the Yokohama Arena. Opponents for the team have uh, yet to be announced. Muta's farewell tour will include a match with Shinsuke Nakamura on January 1st for Noah and then team with Sting and Allen on January 22nd prior to his final match in February at the Tokyo Dome. January 22nd card will be available internationally through Fight TV and Wrestle Universe with English commentary. It's Sting! Um, cool. Do you think we'll see Muta in the Royal Rumble? Can he make the flight? So. Can he fly over from wherever it may be, Tokyo, which he can, over to yeah, Texas? He appeared at uh, the AEW. He did. Um, all out, Surely it? he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. That yeah. could be in the Royal Rumble. That'd be awesome. Missed someone. Missed someone annoying. Missed, missed the Miz. Get the Miz out. But Berkeley yeah. says, no, he won't be in the Royal Rumble. I think he oh, will be, Berkeley. Let us fantasy book Berkeley's. He, he will be in the Royal Rumble. Let us have fun. And then he'll go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Miss the Miz or miss someone annoying. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, really surprised the last outlaw not wrestling in the Moose's last match this franchise. God, it ends in, end in everyone's wrestling career. But yeah, and Darby <laughs> Allen team with Sting and they can get it on fight. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be one of those I wish I could get it a la carte and just get that one match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Don't watch the rest. No. But there we go. We've got notes from the Survivor. Well, I might watch the rest. It would be quite interesting to dive into pro wrestling now, actually. It would be good. Um, but then we got notes from the Survivor Series press conference, Tez. Let's go. Okay, here are the notes in the interviews. Uh, Paul Triple H Levesque. He thanked the fans for attending, saying that this was the highest grossing Survivor Series of all time, as well as the most viewed. He also said the attendance was a complete sellout with 15,600 in attendance. He put over Becky Lynch, who he thought knocked it out of the park upon her return from a dislocated shoulder. When asked if the War Games match will be a permanent part of Survivor Series going forward, Triple H said, we'll see, mentioning that tonight was a success. One interviewer asked about reports that shows like Hell in the Cell and Money in the Bank would be moved away from being premium live events. Triple H said that he thought Hell in the Cell worked better as something where one person could challenge another to the match. Match types like Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank couldn't be done the same way. I think there's a difference in there. Uh, he said, I think we have to reevaluate that. It's really looking at the overall calendar and saying, what is the best place to put this? What is the best way to entertain our fans? Which is good vibes, because for mm. years, people have been saying, oh man, why are they just having hell in the cell? This feud has only just started. Doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. So to, he's more plugged in, and it makes sense for, like, and he knows, doesn't he? He knows when he went in the ring with Foley. And they'd done the War Games match, um, Hell in a Cell match. It built up to that. When he get when he gets Kevin Nash, a bad blood in 2003, it built up to that big feud between Kevin Nash and Mick Foley as the guest referee. Kevin Nash being awesome, as he always is. And, <laughs> you know, things like that. It built up to these, like the Shawn Michaels ones and these Hell in a Cell matches were big, big moments to build up to and not just have them on a pay-per-view. And it yeah. brings me, I mean, over the last however many years the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view has been going, how long, how many actual Hell in a Cell matches can you remember as opposed to the ones that were built up because the feud dictated that it needed a Hell in a Cell match. Hardly any. Um, I mean, it's one of those kind of match types where it was so much better when you have a real heated feud and then someone wins like a, a match where they get the opportunity to pick the stipulation and then they say, I want you in Hell in a Cell. And you think, yeah. oh, yes, this yeah. is going to be brutal. Whereas Ooh. now it's been we've been so desensitized because of the pay-per-view and also more often than not the hell and sound matches are quite crap usually just nothing really happening no 
bouncing off the sides like a typical cage match. No, yeah. no, no, no. No. But it was um I think that's interesting from Trillet. Do you think we'll see war games again at Survivor Series? I think because mm. WCW were full brawl, wasn't it? it was, I think it was full full brawl, Barracles and I that they did um that they did the war games each year. And that that would be quite cool to have it each year as a war games. I think that that does work. I think a random war games at WrestleMania maybe wouldn't and of course you couldn't do it. It'd have to be a specific event because of the two ring situation. Yeah. So, I, but I think I I like the idea of it being Survivor Series War Games. I didn't I didn't miss a traditional Survivor Series match. I like the two War Games matches. They were cool, as much as they missed the brutalness. Yeah, I I think. Uh, I mean, Survivor Series. It's not really been much of a thing for a while, has it? In terms of Survivor Series matches. No, 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 not um, at all. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, the old Survivor Series matches were the were the best ones. I think back in the day. Yeah. Money in the Bank match would have to move back to WrestleMania. No, that would be cool though, wouldn't it? I think I, that's I'd quite be cool. hyped for I'd that. I like a lot of match at WrestleMania. I do too. Yeah, yeah. But then, no then have you got enough space for a women's and a men's one at WrestleMania? Yeah, I guess that's the thing because we don't really want to go back to the days of just the men get it. You know, yeah. It, it, it's good having one for each. Um, but yeah, then that would be two. It, yeah, you're right. It would be two. Money in the Bank matches at, at Mania, which is yeah. already like a seven-hour show as it is. Yeah. Um, and that, but although it might work because you've got WrestleMania being two nights now. Yeah. Okay. One one night, one the other that night. That would maybe work. Yeah. Yeah. One each yeah, night, yeah. says Fran. Uh, my name was like, oh, so blood and get some war games matches. Don't do it for him. Do the men's at WrestleMania. Do the ladies in the summer show. Yeah. Or uh, either or. That would work. I think that would work. Having one each night, that'd be quite cool. Yeah. I'd like that. Because then. Yeah, that would be good. That would be so much better, wouldn't it? Because I, like I like that. Rather than pay-per-view, having it on WrestleMania. So, and then it's a good way to get people on, a load of people on the card in a more meaningful match rather than a multi-person random tag match like they have at WrestleMania. But yeah, yeah exactly. there we go. It's the Tez. There we go. That was the news. We've done the news now. That was the news. That was the news. That was the news, Tez. That was the wrestling news. Okay. Done the news, Tez. We have done the news. But with all these silly sound effects on my Elgato stream deck, we're not sponsored. We are getting all crazy. Crazy up in this house. So I think it is time for a very serious wrestling promo. Serious. And now... Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. Violent? Who's being violent? I'm trying to be Bobby Lashley's friend and tell him his wife's involved with another man. And all he does is want to beat me up. It's not my fault he can't control his woman. He can't excite her. He can't satisfy her when she took her wedding vows and said for better or worse she didn't realize for worse could be that bad she found out bobby lashley's muscles were all show and no go but when she looks at the big bad booty daddy she looks at my resume and my conquest of twenty thousand women when I broke Wilt Chamberlain's record, she knows the big bad 
Booty Daddy can go. She looks at the fire in my eyes. She sees my intensity. She sees my veins bursting out. And dare I say it, she wants me to bust her out. Fools count anywhere, no DQ. I'm gonna take Bobby Lashley home and pin him. One, two, three, in his own front yard. And then I'm gonna take his wife and cover her too. Only difference is one is gonna be a winner and one is gonna be a loser. Crystal Lashley is gonna be a big winner. Scott Steiner, TNA Impact, 15th of the 11th, 2009. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. If, if Hannah Montana was in the uh, women's war games match, would you have enjoyed it more? I mean, she'd have come to the ring on a wrecking ball, and that would have been pretty interesting. What if she'd done uh, her own version of War Pigs, the Black Sabbath classic track from that new band Black Sabbath, instead of Ozzy being the, uh, the singer? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, because I'm sure she's done some stuff with like Stevie Nicks before, bit rock. Right. Is it Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus? Oh, I mean, I don't know what Hannah Montana does, but Miley Cyrus. Uh, hello, Mel in chat. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Crimson Mel, go check out Unexplained Possibilities here on YouTube. Mm, and Mel's got I'm a book Mel. coming out soon. Uh, so we'll have some information about that. And you can go and get it off Amazon. Support Mel. Actual physical book. And like I've said on here, I've not read an actual book for 25 years. This is chances are going to be the first book I've read. Physical book. Nice. In Since I was at school. Uh, but Tez, should we get into uh, this week in wrestling history? Let's do it. Okay, let's go. This week in wrestling history. Undertaker becomes the youngest WWE champion. November 27th, 1991. <gasps> the Joe Lewis Arena was the venue for WWF Survivor Series in Detroit, Michigan. The event features the first ever non-elimination match in Survivor Series history. After interference from Ric Flair, WWF champion Hulk Hogan lost his title to The Undertaker. In this win, Taker became the youngest WWF champion in history. Broken heart, Tez. Broken. My Hulkamania-filled body but heart was broken. I mean, I was only eight years old, and my heart was broken by this heinous act by Ric Flair, making Hulk Hogan get tombstoned onto that chair. Thankfully... Hulk Hogan won the belt back two days later. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, two, three days later. Tuesday in Texas, depending on what day of the week the pay-per-view was, whether it's Thursday or Sunday. Uh, but ho- thankfully, Hulk Hogan won it back on Tuesday in Texas. Just days later, by chucking the 
the urn ash into Undertaker's face. Then stupid Jack Tunney screwed over Hulk Hogan. That's why the uh, the title was up for grabs at the 1992 Royal Rumble, Tez. And that's when Ric Flair won it. Bloody Jack Tunney. Never forgiven for that. Oh, Jack. Jack Tunney. Oh. I mean, why, is, why, why was that precedent set in 1992 that someone can go back and watch the replay? But then all this other wrestling shenanigans since that have never gone back and watched and re, re the strip people of title jack tunney had it in for hulk hogan tears and i never forgive him for it <laughs> unbelievable oh no god wrestling wrestling screw me over tears when it comes to crashing down it hurts it did hurt me inside fran uh, franchise yes and we got the and then we got the best rumble we did get the pre have you seen raw rumble 92 tears no oh mate it's really brilliant you should definitely watch it it is really good <laughs> Yeah, at some point I'll watch it. It's just leading into uh, WrestleMania 8 as well, which you watched the other week, Ryan Savage and Ric Flair. Was it one of those early 90s rumbles where everyone's just doing those hits on the back, hits on the back, and maybe the odd suplex? It's about Ric Flair, though, mate. It's when Ric Flair, you know, the, the, when, and the best bit is Bobby Heenan on the uh, commentary with Ric Flair. But was the Rumble match Flair. actually any good? The Rumble match was brilliant. It's Shawn Michaels in it for Asian British Bulldog. It is literally the best Rumble ever. Hulk Hogan's in it, Ryan Savage, Justice, Jake Snake. And this was this this also led into this Tuesday in Texas was Jake the Snake versus Randy Savage, where a few weeks before Jake the Snake got uh, the 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 python to bite Randy Savage on the arm. King Cobra, sorry, bit Randy Savage on the arm live in the ring. Have you ever seen oh, that? Goodness. I have seen that. Yeah, great stuff, great storytelling stuff. Also, that rumble was on YouTube as well, Tez. Yeah, there you go. It's all on you. It's also on the network. Great times, rest. This is prime WF storytelling. This from like. 92, right up to that sort of next year. Really good. Really old school, great wrestling stuff. Which Tess sampled with Ric Flair versus Randy Savage. And he loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's right good in the prime time. But uh, should we go for the next one, Tess? WWF crosses the line with Steve Austin. December 1st, 1998. A Monday Night Raw episode ended with one of the most infamous incidents in wrestling history. Immediately following Mankind and Steve Austin's victory over The Undertaker and The Rock... Taker raised Austin on a giant cross symbol, with his arms spread eagle for what looked like a crucifixion. While WWE disputes uh, these connotations, it seemed clear what the symbolism was meant to convey, and we had our first ever crucifixion on Raw. Goodness gracious me. This was an interesting time. What did you think about this, Tez? Were you watching it around this time? No, this was before my time. I've seen the little clips retroactively and, you know, the whole, it was me all along, Austin, you know, with Vince McMahon. I thought, oh, it doesn't seem like a very good storyline. I don't think I'll be going back and sampling it. Uh, it was a symbol, not a cross as well, yeah. And it was really weird, like, oh, the druid's making the noise. They tie him down and then it lifts up and Austin's, I'm going to take your soul and bury you alive this Sunday. Uh, I think it led into a very live match or something. Got your home quite, at Dantes, and you don't forget to do your chores as also no PlayStation. Says Baby I quite S. like Undertaker's late 90s theme where it was like a spookier, like kind of dark, metal -y kind of updated version of his old theme. That That's what I really remember from this period. Because when I'd started watching, I knew of The Undertaker. Yeah. But he returned as Biker Taker. So he wasn't ministry or spooky graveyard man when right. I started watching it was he him returning and it was a big talking point at school like oh my god did you see the Undertaker return it's so good man right okay I, I, I don't um, I don't remember this I can't remember seeing it live at the time 
I think I was more watching WCW. However, we could get it here in, the, in England. Because WCW was real and WWF was fake. Not in 98. 98 no? was, it was full on NWO situation. All right. At the time, I think Wolfpack were in the house then. Uh, but no, this was great. I guess uh, caused a lot of uh, controversy, which uh, you know, controversy creates cash, as Eric Bush once said, mm. and a lot of people remember this. Like Mel says in the chat, uh, I remember that well. It was so, I was so confused by it, but I absolutely loved it. Ob- and the Baby Us Undertaker's theme was pretty good. It was a real memorable moment. Fridays after Cartoon Network was a uh, WCW WCW Nitro on TNT after Cartoon Network, and Mel says he loves the Wolfpack theme. But yeah, big moment in wrestling there. This week in wrestling history, Undertaker uh, crucified Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. Do you think Triple H will crucify anyone uh, on Raw? <laughs> That's about a bloody three-hour Raw could do a few crucif- crucifications. Is that is that what is that you said? Uh, crucification? Uh, no, crucifixions. 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 It's not yeah. crucifications. No, that's not a real word. That's not a word. Brilliant. For a second, I was like, is that, is that the right word? No, it's not. Crucified. Cruci- crucification. <laughs> Join our fashion. Yeah. Crucification. Uh, there we go. That's, and that's that's proof that I've never read a book for about 25 years. <laughs> First Mad- book to read is the dictionary. I, I just, uh, big pop of pump in the end of it. Yeah, uh, it's crucificate. What? What? Oh, God, I'm confused. It's crucifact. Crucifact. Uh, there we go. Uh, so next one, Tez. Oh, okay, excuse me. It's Sting! Sting returns to TNT Dynamite. December 2nd, 2020. Sting made his AEW debut confronting Darby Allen, Arn Anderson, Cody Rhodes, and Dustin Rhodes. It was Sting's first appearance on TNT in nearly 20 years since he wrestled Ric Flair on the final episode of WCW Monday Nitro in March 2001. It's Sting! Possibly the best use of a legend ever. Yeah, yeah. I'd say he feels special still. Still does feel, still feels special, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah it's great. And it's but even coming in the bump, fist bumping with Derby on Friday at uh, Rampage. It's great, Sting. Great, and it, I never would expect them to add so many matches though. No, especially how it ended in WWE. That was like yeah, you know, quite horrible. scary. Um, yeah. And he's not tarnishing his legacy, is he? But being, um, an, old, being an old guy, there, <laughs> I don't think he is. I, n- no, but there's he has had a couple of wobbly moments near the end of matches where that adrenaline or TK's nose candy, whatever, has has maybe worn off and is a little bit wobbly. But he still has memorable spots, uh, and he does he adds he does add a bit yeah, of razzmatazz to a match compared to a, for instance, a Goldberg Undertaker. Sting doing what Sting's done in AEW for the like 10, 12 in ring appearances that is nowhere near that shit, I'd say. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, there was one time when he was trying to put the Stor- Scorpion uh, Deathlock on, I think it might have been Dax Harwood, and it took about five different five attempts to stand up with it that I thought, mm. but he's had matches since then and he's not had wobbles, and it ha- you know. He's an older guy. He's not going to be 63. perfect every time. Yeah. My so... name's not Owen. The chat says Sting is having better matches than had a better return than Edge. I, I like Edge, but the thing is, every Edge match since his return, it's almost become comical that they're like 30, 45 minutes plus. Like, 
Yeah. I don't like super long matches. There's not very often that I'll be wanting to watch a one-on-one match that goes longer than like 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Jamesy chats wrestling. Sting in AEW is hit and miss considering his age. Oh, amazing considering his age, yeah. Oh, it's hit and miss. Amazing considering... Yeah, it is, yeah. Shame we never got Sting versus Undertaker feud. I think that is the, one of the biggest wrestling feuds that the wrestling community... It's a shame we never got that. We did never get that feud. It is a real shame. It could have been awesome. But then even when WCW closed down and Sting could have come across, we had Biker Taker, which would have been shit. Biker Taker versus Sting. No one wants to see that. I suppose Taker did turn back into Dead Man Taker in 2004. But by that time, Sting was in TNA forever. I want to see mid-60s Undertaker as uh, Big Red. Right, bike, but bike could take about the big red version. Yeah, versus mid sixties, but surface sting. So have him cut cut his hair back, dye it blonde, get the little lightning bolt on his eye. He'll, he'll not be able to wear a t shirt, so I'll have to get the nips out. That'd be good. I don't mind that. I like uh, it. No, Sting's great. My favorite, my favorite wrestler in uh, Hulk Hogan is always my favorite. But as a guy who's been active and just dotted around everywhere, and even going to Japan now for Moot's final match. Mm. great really really cool uh and great use of so i was brilliant when that when he turned up on aw that's during lockdown wasn't it there wasn't hardly anyone in jacksville imagine if that was a full-on arena that'd been really cool there was hardly yeah. anyone there and he came out and uh the whole crowd goes bananas even the, the limited crowd in uh daily's place uh mm. it was cool yeah, yeah. i was really excited i think it's one of their i think it, after that 24-hour period he sold the most merch ever on pro wrestling tees for a 24-hour oh, period wow. That's the love people start for Sting. Do you think he'll have a final match? They'll announce this is Sting's final match in a, like ever in AEW. Do you think they'll do that for him? I reckon so. Um, I, I, I think while he's having fun, he seemingly is having fun, it'll probably be a little while. But I think it would be quite a cool spectacle, wouldn't it? Because that's something then for a pay-per-view they can always say, this pay-per-view from two years ago was Sting's final ever match. Um, I think for him I, I having a proper though, yeah. swan song final match would be cool and they build it up for an AW pay for you I mean it's been two years since he's been there now so I think I think I, I hope I hope he has a final match and this is that's him done and then goes out what in theory how he wanted to rather than that horrible WWF uh, situation that you know you can stand up and fell over Franchise, uh, franchise no. says... Don't, don't even read it out. out. It doesn't deserve to be read out. It's silly. <laughs> That's what I think about that franchise. Uh, but there we go, Tez. That was this week in wrestling history, Tez. Have you got a 211 quiz ready for me? I have. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I think you were hoping I'd forget. I was, I was. <laughs> Tez, Tez, is, Tez is distracted tonight. <laughs> so no more. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Tez, Tez, we got Tez, so Tez has got two eleven quiz. If you don't know what a two eleven quiz is, it's a wrestler's birthday coming up this week, and Tez reads out. We read clues to each other, and then we try and guess the wrestler whose birthday is coming up this week, and then we take turns. Uh, so it's a big moment here on the Ministry of Slam, and mm. uh, we've got two minutes and eleven seconds to guess this, Tez. And after that, we'll be taking some calls. So boot up your zooms, guys, and if you want to call in and speak to us. We'll be taking your calls and we look forward to chatting to you. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, remember to uh, give us a review out there on the podcast. It'd be great on your podcast feeds. But Tez, 
Mm. You ready for the 211 quiz? I am. Are you ready? Yes, I've turned down the. Uh, I've turned off the thing. Well, I can turn the brightness down. My light is a bit bright. It's making me look very like oh, that's bad. Uh, right, so Tess, ready? The 211 yep. quiz starts now. This wrestler was born November 29th, 1966. Sing! In Sweetwater, Texas. No. They've had a number of different names, including Bad Santa and Vampiro Americano. Goldberg. No. They played uh, collegiate American football. Uh, they were a collegiate American football coach for Trinity Valley Community College and a player for Abilene Christian University. They started wrestling in 1992, debuting for Global Wrestling Federation in Texas. Uh, in February 93, they went overseas to Japan wrestling for George and Shinju Takano's network of wrestling. Yes. Yes! Suck it! Trivia test. <laughs> I'm, we never get it wrong. Ever since Pericles filled in for me, I think when I was doing something or other, I can't remember what it was. That's the last time we got one wrong. <laughs> it was. I'm just making a point. That was months ago. No, you were at the Iron Classic. When was that? that was oh yeah, that September. was October. That was October, early October. Yeah. Oh no, oh, my name is not L. Shares the birthday of Bradshaw. Oh no, poor, poor. My name's not L. <laughs> Baby Isa said we're being young bucks. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, uh, so there we go, Tess. What have you got coming up on the Ministry of Horror this very week? Uh, oh, God, that's a very good question. Uh, it's up in the air as to what I'm going to do as the main discussion point on the show. I'm tentatively thinking about looking at some of the films of David Cronenberg, who oh, directed The Fly. Yeah. Uh, he directed like a history of violence, which is less sort of like horror. Are there Cronenbergs but- in that? Are there Cronenbergs like in that? The Cronenberg monsters, isn't it? Because obviously, because it's the it's the fly, isn't it? That's the it's the, the oh, that's the Brundle. Wait, uh, the, the the fly is like the Brundle um, monster. Oh, is it Brundle fly? Yeah, I thought Cronenberg does the sort of like gross monster things. So he directed the fly, and right. he did um, like the Brood, Rabbit, and a few others. Uh, so I may do that. Um, Francis, what about Christmas horror? Not next week, but when we're into December, a bit closer. Uh, I will do like a Christmas horror show. Don't worry, franchise, because I haven't seen that much either. Um, but yeah, potentially, potentially a David Cronenberg episode. I'm not too sure because I haven't seen too many of his films. But I'm going to have the latest um, news in the world of horror. I'm going to have a couple of reviews. It's been a bit light on horror films, new horror films recently, but there's been a couple that I'm planning to watch. Cool. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's good. And um, lots of other stuff coming up on the MOS Network. Like I said, if you are here, please do uh, hit the like on this stream. If you're watching on the VOD, please hit the like, hit the subscribe. We're here live every single Sunday, post out uh, video content and all sorts of good stuff around the information super highway. And if you want to come and check me or Tez out on the Twitch, check doing some gaming. What's your Twitch, Tez? Tezius. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Tezius, T-E-Z-Z-I-U-S. And you can check me out back on the old uh, feed that the MOS network was on uh, back, but I've swapped it back to voodoo underscore rocks uh, for some game and played some River City Girls last night. Mm, Great game. Good. I unlocked the super kick. I was going super kicking everyone. <laughs> Such a good game. It's a pixel art game. 
um, by, by the Kunio Kune world. It's wicked, wicked game. It's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up, but like the moves you can do in it are very in th- kind of in-depth maneuvers. It's not just like tap X and punch. Really good fun. But uh, he's in the chat room. It's time to admit Bericles. Let's go. Here we go. Here comes Bericles. Sounds like a party. Has he joined? Connecting. He's connecting. I can't see. Have you got participants he up? He is connected, I believe. I Hello, Bericles. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Hear Welcome, you. guys. Thank you. Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm I'm out there somewhere. I didn't realise I didn't realise I was connect, connecting until about half a second before I actually connected. So That's all right, mate. No worries. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good, dude. We're good, thank you. How are you? Did you watch uh, War Games live? Well, Tez, you better tell you, considering, you know, we actually we actually got a little bit of a conversation going on. So thanks very much, Tez. I feel redeemed now. Right. It's all right. We've talked We've talked before in uh, in Discord for pay-per-views. It's just the last one that yeah, you joined just, so I'm, late. I'm just, I'm just yanking your, yanking your chain. <laughs> uh, that was good. It was a good chat. It was. I did, I did conk out after about an hour and a half. I, I did notice was... everyone suddenly went quiet on me. I was like, so do I talk to I myself? I, I could. I mean, people people want to know my thoughts, I guess. And I was like, nah, just tell them tomorrow. <laughs> Your body clock must be all over the place, Bear, please. Mate, I was up about one o'clock today. Like, Wow. Uh, we, we, we did some background messaging. Yeah? Yeah. Messaging on the Discord. Were you in bed? That, that was when I woke up. Yeah. That was the moment I woke up. You were my first point of contact for the day. So I love you. it. I love it. I love being your first point of contact for your day. Don't worry, it's when I get into an accident and you get a phone call. That's when. Oh, don't do that. Now, I live. What did you think of your uh, scholar, Aussie, the young young musician, Aussie Osborne from Birmingham? <laughs> well, you know, uh, Black Sabbath on are, are one of the greatest bands to ever live. Uh, I have to admit, you know, they are they are the greatest rhymers in particular because what is the best rhyme, rhyme for masses? Classes. No, it's masses. Masses. Oh, yeah, it is masses. Yeah, it's masses. Masses. Because, you know, Black Sabbath are great. <laughs> it needs a rhyming dictionary. Mate, if you ever heard the demo versions where, they, where they've got no lyrics yet and it's all about ham and cheese and stuff. Oh, I did that. Pencil. Whenever I write lyrics, I do the same thing as well. Just sort yeah, that's of, what, that's what Ozzy does. He just finds words that fit, fit the, yeah. you just, the you tune just, and you then just, goes, I need to actually come up with actual lyrics. Yeah, you just fill up the spaces uh, or write one verse. You fill up the spaces and then you... Uh, and then you just write it after when you record the record. I've done I mean, that many a time. You know, coming in, coming in from the home of heavy metal, if you don't mind me saying, it Fine. was kind of cool to to, to hear Sabbath. Uh, I'm kind of hoping we get more of that because, like, well, we've I'm got some of, really young rock bands here on there. We've got Sabbath and ACDC on SmackDown. It's great. There are there are some bands that are timeless though. There are you some bands I mean? that are timeless. Uh, you know, you may, you may, you may agree, you may disagree that Sabbath are one of them. Of but course. like, I was listening to Sabbath. My dad was listening to Sabbath. I'm pretty sure, you know, my friends' kids will be listening to Sabbath. So, it's just one of them. Although now it's using like, a wrestling analogy, though. Why, uh, why is there not all these old bands not moving aside to let the young bands come up? Because uh, they're the only ones that can draw tickets. Well, that's because the indi- money it's because of the industry uh, yep. still promoting them, not promoting any new new rock bands. Uh, Quite frankly, that's the actual facts there. As a, you'll get there. You'll get there. It's just a matter of matter of time, my friend. Yeah, I'm I'm the Willie Utah of rock and roll. Don't say that around Tez. <laughs> have a bit. Have a bit more faith in yourself. If if you know how Tez feels, I like Willie Utah. It's just Tez. So do I. I don't, I don't understand what Tez's thing is. <laughs> I mean, come on. Does everyone pop for a Willie Utah match? Yeah, everyone loves Willie Utah. What I do for say the uh, the Bucks 
or any of the best friends. So, yeah. What about Preston Vance leaving the Dark Order? Unbelievable. I thought he was going to... fine until... I thought he was going to beat, uh, beat the crap out of Negative One. Oh, God. Big... That would have been great. Imagine that. It's like, oh, are you all right to take it's a choke slam for a table negative? But you would have loved it. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen negative one backstage oh, videos? What? We're getting raided quickly. Horrible. Oh, Fran's dealt Oops, with I, I was I'm actually covering the chat with this with this window that I'm, we're talking in, so give me a sec to move it across. Thanks, Fran. They just wait for me to be on call, so... <laughs> yeah, they're chasing you, mate. Uh, XX20 <laughs> dot fun. Or maybe they know franchise is coming on the show soon. Well, you know, <laughs> all of their money. Um, so what do you want to talk about, dude? I want to talk about all of... I want to talk about the week, basically, the week that, that wrestling's had. Okay. Because I thought I thought Dynamite was a, was a damn good show. Yeah. Considering a couple of weeks ago, we were like pretty bad it's getting pretty bad i think they've never done a nice reset right you know it, it, they've they've set things out i mean i'm not i'm not exactly a massive fan of this best of seven series uh but um if they're gonna do it get it over with i guess but the rest of the show was pretty good yeah i do agree that like the elite doing all this stuff is a bit it just makes them look bad especially as you said after kenny came out and was like now let's just get past it and then they come out and do every, do every quote-unquote spot from this fight. I know, yeah. Um, and I get it. They're in Chicago. Get the heat. It's just the way it goes. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, if he has a... If you annoy Punk enough, he could sue you and be like, you're, you're def, you're, it's defamation of character. Yeah. He really could. Because we don't know what happened. No. Been an investigation. But now publicly, publicly, you've been on your YouTube show and made sure everything was silent for... The FCM Punk Jats. Yeah. That was a bit like, oh, all right, then, guys, I get that you're happy, but come on now. Your EVPs act like it. Yeah. And then you're just kind of making fun of the fight in a match. It it does make me go, yeah, maybe Punk was a bit right to be angry that he's working with children because this is the kind of stuff that kid's just going, oh, I can get away with this now. Yeah, and I think we need to remember on this situation, I mean, it's been said, he was the guy that made them the most biggest gates they made, sold the most merch, made a lot of money for that business and brought a lot of people in. Uh, and then, you know, we don't know what really goes on, but there's a lot of naughty I have negative no, I have no doubt he was hard to work, work with. I have no doubt. And he definitely shouldn't have done what he did at that scrum. No. But what should have happened is, he should have got cut off and said, we'll sort this out later. And they should have always made to sit down and go, do you want to make money or do you want to mess around? Because if you want to mess around, I've got enough money and you can all leave. Yeah. Because, okay, Kenny could have gone back to Japan. The Bucks could have gone back to Japan. I don't think any of them want to on a long-term basis because of, you know, Babies. the work style of Japan is just crushing. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, Kenny's already said if he gets injured one more time, he's retiring. Because this this comeback was so hard for him. Yeah. Um. But I thought that um, I thought it was a pretty good good show. I actually really like. I I wasn't too sure about the whole Moxley situation with William Regal. Yeah. And Brian Danielson. But the more I think about it, the more it's like, all right, you you can't hit Regal. You can't like you can't even touch him really. No, because. If ever you listen to his podcast, he's got it's like he's Mick Foley. His list of injuries is just horrific. It's like, oh, you were doing what for how long with what injury? It's it's silly. Um, the tag team situation in AEW looked good. The women's situation is finally looking on the up and up. And then you get to Survivor Series, a show which I thought was 
was pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily in wrestling, but they have the best storyline in wrestling right now. Yeah. And it's not even close. And I like some of AEW stuff, but the sad, but the the bloodline, the bloodline, Sami Zayn bit. They seem to find the They seem to have found a way to make it more interesting rather than less. Because a lot of the time, what happens is W with WWE especially, they will either ride something interesting into the ground so you're not interested in in it, or you'll be interested in something and they'll cut it off because they've got plans. Yeah. And that was the thing. Apparently, they were going to cut it off a couple of weeks back, and then they re- then they noticed like this is this is still got some juice to it. Let's keep it going. And now I'm just kind of like you've got two months till the Rumble. You could do three or four different things. Well, and um, and I think the thing you got to think about this right is that in previous history of wrestling, when you've got a faction that's dominating, they tend to be dominated against the company. Uh, you know, NWO against WCW, you know, uh, evolution against the rest of the raw roster, essentially. Is that, you know, that situation, uh, uh, they just completely dominate the company when it's, the, yeah, they have faction wars. But with this, Romans ran over there, everyone, all the wrestlers in the company anyway, essentially, to put him up on this pedestal. And it doesn't make it, I think it's really clever how they've got this really interesting story with Sami Zayn keeps it fresh because this bloodline has been going for like 18 months and now you're and now you don't really care well it's not that you don't care about the title no but the title's not the focus sammy is the focus Mm. so the title because a couple of months back when he kept the title at at glass the castle we were what they're going to do now yeah you know what they're going to do now they've they've killed everyone and this has been well the title's not the thing sammy's the thing so i i really am very very pleased that they've managed to do this because i'm i'm sitting there going uh, there's no december pay-per-view they've got a an nxt show on the same day as the roh show i believe which is why yeah. the roh show is o'clock. like nine o'clock for us yeah yeah um you've got um they've got an nxt show they've got nothing for december and then they've got the rumble in january so it should be easy enough to sort of keep those wheels moving do you have them turn on Sammy maybe not maybe you do maybe maybe you don't until the rumble maybe maybe Sammy breaks off from them because he hears them talking or something or or that kind of thing or maybe um Sammy could be the undoing of the bloodline everyone could like Sammy enough where Roman is just kind of like okay we're doing this and Sammy's like well I don't really agree with that I'll do it and like the Usos are like you know what? We'd rather stick with Sammy. At least he's fun. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> could I do that. It'd be a bit of a it'd be a bit of a downer. It'd I think they've got a stick it for to... the sticky for the Rumble, surely. And Sammy potentially win the Rumble. That'd be such a moment. Imagine that. It's got a stick Oi. there. Because like, so, it'd just be a moment, wouldn't it? Have Sammy maybe even come close to winning the Rumble. And that could still uh breed the uh for want of a better term, heat, because you would have the bloodline not trust him again. Why were you trying to win the belt? Why did you do this? Uso's trying to Uso's trying to eliminate Sammy. Uh, Kevin Kevin Owens saves him. Yeah, anything. So many stories they can tell within the Royal Rumble this year. It'd be brilliant. Finally, because how long has it been? For used to be in the early nineties. I'm 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 going to be an old man. It used to be you get you get at least one mid card story 
you get your main event story and you might get a, a tag team kind of story or a kind of interaction that you weren't expecting in the rumbles yeah. these days it's just like oh it's so-and-so oh and it's so-and-so and, and so-and-so and I mean, none of these Drew, people Drew mean McIntyre winning was pretty good a couple of years back but he's but he, but there was no other there was no other stories he was that was the only story that that went to mania uh, and to well, be fair, that rumble, pandemic, yeah. that that rumble was was fun for only one thing, and that was just Brock going mental. Once that happened, um, the, you knew the person that stood up to Brock was going to win it, yeah. and they did. You know, there, there, there is usually only one, maybe at most three winners of the rumble. Yeah, but what used to happen is you'd get here's a feud that's going to come off the rumble, you know. Or, and so like again we'll bring up 92 great rumble and it just so happens that um, there had been a, an event this Tuesday in Texas yeah where Miss Elizabeth had been DDT'd <gasps> by Jake the Snake Roberts unbelievable and Jake was in the ring and every time the buzzer goes off he's looking for Randy you Savage you can see him look to see if it's Randy yeah. Savage because he knows he's Randy Savage, he's dead. He's going to get the shit beat now. Yeah, great, and great storytelling. That's a story that just goes through the match. You can just see him being like, oh my God. I mean, it's not my favourite. My favourite thing about that rumble is like, even people that have got nothing going on, just a kind of after flair, because it'll be like, oh, it's the Texas Tornado. Well, that's Kerry Von Eric, And we know that Flair had had a match with him for the NWA World title like five years before. So it's like weird, different, like things that have no sense in WWE. Once you know a bit more history of wrestling and you go back and watch it, you're like, oh yeah, him and, him and Piper didn't get on, on in Portland. So it's just like, no wonder everyone goes, goes after Flair. It's a great rumble. It has the most stars in history in it. It's a great rumble. But, the poster was you, great as well. But you might not consider them, they're not WWE stars. Yeah. They're territory stars that just happen to be in WWE at that, that time. Yeah. The triumph of Survivor Series, apart from Sami Zayn, I have to say, uh, it as you say, it didn't drag. It got in there, it did what it had to do, and it got out. It didn't mess around. They didn't slap a load more matches in it. I mean, I, I'm a fan of the four-hour pay-per-views, like I said last week, but this was a tight event where I was like, oh my God, if, I don't know if you remember Taze, but after the first War Games match, didn't I just say, look, has that been an hour? Yeah, it flew by. It had been like 58 minutes since the start of the event. <laughs> Are you getting attacked or just trying to get out of frame? <laughs> um, it's I've just into a cat. Oh. I've, I've, I've read Animorphs. It's no good. It's not, that shouldn't be the first book you read after after however many years. <laughs> <laughs> um, You should join our book club. There's a book club going on in the Discord. That Tez is arranging. Yeah, That'd be good it. for you. I love that. Complete silence. All right, no <laughs> Sorry, mate. My, my headphones fell out. Oh, I was just advertising the book club that we're doing in the, in the oh, Discord. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you were just completely silent. Like, so, like, you know, no Sorry, it's no problem. <laughs> my I, my headphones fell out. Oh, uh, no problem. No problem. I believe you. I mean, I can see, but... <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you, what do you think? I mean... I don't know if we're going to do, or if you guys are going to do a, a best of year show or something like that. Because yes, now we I'm are. Kind of, okay, well, 
I've got I've got some thoughts on that, and I'm just kind of saving them for like, the show, Barracles. Cool, and they most definitely because I'm sort of sitting there going like, well, I thought it was this one thing, and now I'm kind of, you know, it's got me thinking, which is which is always a good thing, especially with WWE because for years it's just been cotton wool programming. Yeah, you know, it's kind of. Just, it, it, it was just shit like nothing counted and it was just they make loads of money and it doesn't matter but now yeah. they seem to be triple h like that, that that press conference statement of we'll build up to a hell in a cell when it needs a hell in a cell shows he cares about the storyline which yeah you, which is you, superb. you know makes you want to care they're not just wanting to just go for money and stuff i mean i don't know about you i liked the uh the u.s title match yeah well, that u.s title is pretty much the top title on raw because roman never turns up yeah and it's starting to get to the point where I'm like, do I actually care about the US title? I mean, I still think the belt looks dumb. The belt looks terrible. But it is it is getting contested in some interesting ways. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if they if they want to turn those mid card belts into, is it Gunther's got the? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. 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 I mean, those are good champions. So that those are good things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while I forget, while I remember, sorry. That, <laughs> um. The one thing about this male this main event war games for the men, it was built around the brawling brutes, like it started back that. And I think they got a bit lost. They got a bit like I don't want to say buried, because that means something different in a wrestling terminology. But you know, it was like the brawling brutes were getting built up. Yeah. And now they, they kind of got lost behind the soap opera of what's Sammy gonna do. Um so I'm hoping I'm hoping some of the spotlight still stays on them. Uh, I well, I hope so, but I don't. I didn't think that was going to be a thing that would move. Uh, would be addressed, and I think they were just there to fill up numbers. To be fair, shame because they've been dev. Considering the you know when they got put together and Butch was like Scrappy Do. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. I thought they. I think they've done a really good job of um of being putting them back together. Uh, King of Hueco Mundo, I believe he's your name. Yeah. Um, I asked us what what do we think of um if we think Wyatt's return's been a flop? Yes, shit. Nothing's happening. I'm, <laughs> Rubbish, I'm mate. Really, it's been two months. It's, it's LA Knight. Like, yeah. I, I like LA Knight, but like so it's hard he had the rocket strapped to him. No. I mean, if you remember when he turned up, and I was like, well, there's no way they're going to make him a mid card guy because look at the big entrance he got, and he's just he's kind of a mid card guy at the moment. No, it's awful. Uh, it, it was the biggest. Uh, it sold loads of the biggest viewed. View, um, get off, cat. It was the biggest viewed um, extreme rules ever, essentially. And that because of this bit, this hype and all this hype to do with it. And then it's just. Um, it, it's an. It's a, it, It's just. Oh, you. You know. You know, I'm a man that you've only seen my violence, but now I don't want to give you violence anymore. And then that video plays. And it's just a load of nonsense and shitty static. It's like he's and, in the room. It's oh, it's rubbish. Vintage. And then it just and then it just comes back to LA Knight going, yeah, he beat me up. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's not that good. I knew that would happen. It just ends up being rubbish. All right, all right. At least you're not grinning about the Two... bloody QR codes. <laughs> I'm just saying, what they, what they, nothing led to anything, and it's it's just no. Bra- it's just Bray Wyatt doing Bray Wyatt things, and I don't know how this is going to lead into. Compare this to Sami Zayn and the storylines there, or or other storylines within the wrestling world. None of it ever makes sense. It's always the same well, with him. That's the thing, isn't it? I think he would have taken over as the top thing on SmackDown apart from the fact that this bloodline thing has taken off to a massive degree. No one wants to see him as the top thing on SmackDown. 
be rubbish. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, that make sense. Uh, I think it's, you know, at least he's at least in some kind of conflict with someone now, rather than the last month and a half. It's like I'm going to talk to camera, and then nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's been two months of this, mate. He, he debuted, debuted at Stream Rules, which was the week after uh, All Out, I think. So that was the second week of September. Uh, well, he's been messing around. At least, at least AEW have been messing around with like uh, people are suspended and there's no storylines and yeah, not not great. Anyway, we'll see what happens with it going forward. Um, we can talk about that uh, when it comes to the best and the worst of the year coming up next month on the MWS Network. Yes, check indeed. it out check it out um, dude thanks for the great episode turning years this week it's in the podcast feed if anyone oh, hasn't checked thank out thank you yet. so much because I was listening back to that to that show and it's quite funny because I, I sort of lose my mind halfway through that show yeah when I realise like I don't like my notes make no sense because I've obviously just lost interest in the show right <laughs> so like Dave is literally going don't remember this happening I'm like no all the matches like I was really if you listen to that show you can hear me say like oh yeah, I really wanted this this VHS as a kid, and I'm so glad I didn't get it. It's it's such a. This was one of those VHSs you'd see in the shops here in England in the late nineties. My microphone might fall off the table. Um, the, no, this was the early nineties, the late nineties. You got like you got like a seven more. I always the get early, the, the date is the early nineties. Sorry, yeah, early nineties. The early nineties, you get you got like six six WCW VHSs out, and I ended up with Capital Combat, which is the the first one, with, which is the one with RoboCop. And after seeing this show. I um I was happy to get the bat to get the the RoboCop show because they just had the um it was a tournament uh, and the tag team especially the tag team scene especially was just full of the same you had the you had the Legion of Doom or the, sorry the Road Warriors you had Doom which is uh, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed you had the New World Samoans. And you had the Steiner brothers. So there was a lot of, I'm a big Mosley team and we're going to beat up another big Mosley team. And the notes from the notes for that show was, yes, this is pretty much like the last match. This is pretty much like the last match. It was terrible. In I hope at least the show is entertaining because I, I was kind of worried that all I did was complain. I was, I was, I kind of, I kind of uh, imagined you pushing the, the Victor Meldrew button every time I spoke. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> because I just moaned, and Dave, Dave, luckily kept it, kept it light, kept it going. And speaking of Dave, I just want to say because I know we'll listen to this later at some point. Congratulations on winning the league. Yes, you beat me. Yes, I I acknowledge your superiority this once. What league's that? He beat me. He beat me in the predictions league. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We That's do all he'll we... care about. So. Oh dear. Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Um, but there we go. Thank you for calling in, Barracles. No it, problem. Bro. Thank you, mate. And uh, another episode of Tony is coming next week. And uh, thank you for all week. the work. No, a ne- week after next. Week thank, after for, next. thank you for all thank the work God. you do behind the scenes as well, Barracles. Really appreciate it. Uh, no mate. problem. Love cool, you. cool. Cheers, dude. Thank you very much. Ciao, mm-hmm. mate. See you later, mate. Yeah. Bye, guys. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, go check out that episode of Tony is Starcade. Uh, 1989 I think yeah, I'm bad with all the years I keep getting late and early wrong terrible terrible memory there uh, oh hello Foodie yeah uh, hello Thor sorry not Foodie hey Thor good to see you mate <laughs> in the stream good to see you in the chat but there we go Tez I think that was another episode of Ministry of Slam bit of an there early one go. 
Baba Booey. Compared to uh, the extended um, four-hour show last week. 89 it was last. Yeah, uh, Starcade 89 it was. But um, there we go. That was a ministry stand this week. Big week, big week for us next week. There's, there's not, oh, well, we'll find out what goes on with wrestling in the next week. But please do uh, come and uh, check us out on all the information superhighs. If you're listening on the podcast feed, please do hit, give us a review on the podcast platform of choice. You listen to this show on your Spotify's, on your Amazon's, on your Apple's, all those sort of places. You can review the podcast and we'd really appreciate it because more people get out to the podcast feed and more people discover the MOS network it's a really quick thing you can do you can just hit a five star review or any, or if you think we deserve five stars anything would very much help us out and as Grotbag goes past the camera we've now got Franchise <laughs> quickly calling in hello Phil great to have you here mate and thank you for all the support as well you give to all of uh, the creative endeavours we're going to admit Franchise for a quick phone call Ted's quickly here comes okay. the Franchise coming in he's joining find out what sandwiches he ate for Survivor Series Oh, hi Thor as well. Just seen Thor in the chat. Hi Thor. Hello franchise. How you doing, mate? I'm all right. How's things? We good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. What's wrong? Sting's last match against Jeff Jarrett or Ric Flair? Well, maybe Jarrett, but not Ric Flair. Be to be atrocious, mate. Old, old man Flair versus old man Sting. That would be best for business. Oh dear. Um. <laughs> There we go. Can't really. I can't really even talk about that, mate. <laughs> I got nothing to say. What is like there? No, it was a it was a good, interesting week in wrestling, anyway. So, what did you think of War Games? Well, I um, I actually watched it this morning before because I had to be work pretty early today. So, because it's a bit with football, so yeah, I didn't. Get, so I had to. So I watched majority of it and then watched some of it before. The show well, I always watch it in the morning. I never watch it live. Yeah, no, I've, sometimes I do like to watch it live. Normally, I do watch it with friends. Um, right. But it's just, with the World Cup happening on, it's, it's quite busy for me. It's a busy time of, um, especially work at the moment. It's one of those busy things for us. So, because we're involved with the World Cup as well in our own way. So. You're involved in a great. I don't, you shouldn't be part of this show then because we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of those things in your life. But no, it's... Um, <laughs> I don't. I enjoyed it. Like, the only thing I thought that I think they should have staved off back, big time backs. They should have announced there at Survivor Series instead of announcing on SmackDown. So they got people to tune in to see it, they mate. It's building for yeah, the TV. The is that it was the go home show. Sometimes you, um, it's, you need to learn from TK. Sometimes you got to make that announcement at, at the pay per view to make it even better. So maybe maybe the crowd product. would pop, but maybe they were expecting to see her because she's got quite cool music when it pops and everyone goes crazy for her. Yeah, because, it, it, well, if you, I don't know, it's like, um, especially this weekend, it was quite interesting because WWE pushed really heavy um, war games as well because you had the bump that was live. Yeah. They were sponsored by Papa John Pizzas. That was quite interesting because you had AJ Styles and they had like a few people in the crowd asking questions. It it was interesting. It was interesting to see like they're really pushing up the hype. And now we're on the road, road to the Royal Rumble. So who, who are you calling to win the Royal Rumble now from now? <sighs> I don't know. I think it's still an open field, but I don't know. Of course it is. It's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, well, anyone has a chance. The thing is, outside chance, I'll probably say someone like Fairy. Really? Yeah. If they're going to build him up in that way, it's with the US champion, because it reminds me a bit like the way they've built, like, similar to what The Rock did. So, like, in Survivor Series, like, 
give a shock and all and or make that's what I think my outside prediction is. Right. Could be theory, but I don't know. Maybe it's close to the time it might be changed. But I could say the Sammy heel, the Sammy turn is going to be after at WrestleMania. So that's looking more likely now. But you think they'll turn on him and they'll have the match at WrestleMania? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Sammy costs um, Roman the title at um, WrestleMania. Wow. Wow. Really? Is Sammy Uso, yeah. That's the way I'm thinking it's going to look at the moment. I mean, Fran the Cannon says you think probably Jeff Jarrett or Flair will win the Royal Rumble. No, well, well, no, because um, Jeff's in um, AEW now, so he's going to be like there, ending careers and stuff. So, and I don't know, you never know. You could see Flair at the um, at maybe at the at WrestleMania weekend. But the thing is that because I don't know what you're saying, like, you practically with these. SmackDown, the Hall of Fame is on the same night. Yeah. So the graphics, so I reckon it's going to be like similar to what did last year with the Taker and his class, maybe have one or two inductions. Who's your pick for the Hall of Fame headline spot this year? I was, it, I would say The Rock. Yeah. It was the Rock, but um, I could, there's a few slabs you could have in there as well, but it, it looks like it could be The Rock. I could see it because if there's anyone else, there's a few. People I could think, but he's the one that looks like it's good because it's in um, it's in LA, big of an extra pop getting to getting to be there. Will oh. um demolition finally go into the Hall of Fame? Um, I don't if it's a one class, I don't see it. Maybe the legacy part of the Hall of Fame, like they do every year. So right, okay. But I don't know. It's um, it's like you saying with the with what's going on AEW at the moment within TK, um, like the whole thing with the elite thing is like I don't know. One way it's with Chicago, the people are gonna boo Chicago be boo the elite anyway because Chicago's like CM Punk. So it's like when you go to Canada and um, they boo like yeah, the wrestlers up there. So I don't know. It'd be interesting next week what's gonna happen. But like the whole thing with the with MJF winning the title, and you saw like the thing with Regal and Mox in there, and it was it was for something. I don't know. It, the thing is, how it depends how long um, Regal signed his contract with AEW or something. But it'd be interesting to see because the Blackpool, I think the Blackpool Combat Club's kind of ended. Or well, did you see Triple H posted up? It wouldn't be War Games unless we had this, and it was a uh, uh, a montage of Regal War Games. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, I would like him to come back. Well, don't forget uh, Regal's sons in um, NXT at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's just so. debuted, hasn't he? So yeah, I mean, I'm saying the thing I'm looking for more to his um, deadline is like in especially next month because you, especially he announced it for the Iron Survivor champion. Like the Iron Survivor matches as well, because it's quite interesting. You've got like Medusa, Alunda Blaze is going to be on there, X Packs on next week, um, NXT. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you have quite a few things at the moment, but I think it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen next because I, I enjoy watching NXT as well, but it's, it's, it's pretty good because I think. The thing is that I want to see a few NXT call-ups and I, I want to see... I think at Royal Rumble, you are going to see some NXT yeah. call-ups. Who do you want to see, anyway. though? Um, Mandy Rose. I want to see her move back up to the main card at some point because the thing is, even though she's good, that sometimes it, she might want to go back to the main <laughs> roster or 
Toxic Attraction, which I've said like many uh, Baby times Ice well. said he's excited for the Mandy Rose deadline ring gear, and and so are you, franchise. <laughs> well, uh, was it name? And um, I know Tay Conti's like um, she's announcing OnlyFans as well. So, <laughs> but have you are you signing up but, for that? No, not at the moment. How I've many got, are you I, signed up for? In all I, honesty, is it higher than five? <laughs> I can even confirm more than nine. <laughs> that that pause said enough. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying to you is like NXT. I enjoy watching NXT NXT 3.0 era. I would say, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing them, um, especially because you've got um, a lot of the new wrestlers like the NXT franchise. Question: yeah? What would you prefer to see? Right, Mandy Rose getting up to SmackDown or Raw, right? Yeah. Or she gets released and can start her own OnlyFans. Going up to the main roster. <laughs> Correct answer. Uh, there we go. No, but, no, but I enjoyed it as well. But um, I don't know. No, it's, it's pretty good at the moment. But yeah, I, no, Skyfist. Yeah, I was going to, I read that about Frank. I think that's the, the Reggie gimmick. That was one of the, he's like, yeah. I don't know if you watched NXT last week. So I didn't watch too much, mate. No. Well, they had like um, Skyfish, which ended up to be Reggie from um, that's he's gone down. So to oh, the right. Front. So he's like they put him in, this, in a mask and um, he's just flipping around. Oh. Franchise, who who doesn't have an OnlyFans that you think should have an OnlyFans? Um, who's about WWE or? Just anywhere, anywhere, any anyone from any form of media. Dorian from Birds of a Feather. No, anyone. Well, wrestling. Zena Vega. I thought she'd be a good shout. Zelina Vega. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's like this. I don't know. It's, it's off the top of my head. It's like one of the things. Hulk but... Hogan. <laughs> No, but I'll tell you something. I give proper props to Hulk Hogan. There's a, um, a YouTube video um, which literally shows how much of a nice guy because there's um, a video watching Hogan's Beat Shop. Yeah. And it was like a deaf and blind couple. Yeah. And um, Hulk Hogan, it's like literally, took, um, literally went to the guy and like spoke to him and the fan was like really reaction. And that's what I like about Hulk Hogan. He was like, some people might say about Hulk Hogan some of his stuff. He actually does care about his fans and yeah, he's yeah. a genuine guy. But I, if you get a chance to on YouTube, I would um, say I'd recommend that people to watch it because it, uh, it was up on um, the feeds like last week I'll as well. But... I would love to go and do karaoke at his karaoke bar on a Monday. He does karaoke <laughs> well, there. That'd be brilliant. Oh my god. Well, I had a friend of mine's um, who went up to like I've got a friend of mine who went to um, like Florida with him and his family. Yeah, and he went to Hogan's Beach Shop as well and his. Um, he said it was quite good, and um, he wanted to go to his um, to the karaoke, but because he's got his young kids, they couldn't. So that'd be like one of the a... best things I would ever do is go to Hulk Hogan's karaoke bar and sing karaoke there. And I, I did the classic. I've, I've never sang before, I'm a bit nervous. It'd just be awesome. Real Americans <laughs> just literally on the loop. You look at the the songbook, and it's like these are all just the same song. It's yeah. just Real American. Yeah, everything. Oh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> I think it's at the moment. It's like, um, but. I don't know. It's, it's pretty good at the moment because Impact as well, like getting to the end of the year. So starting for next year for Impact. Yes, so. lots of t- Impact news coming uh, in the next uh, week. I, I've heard on the Wrestling Grapevine. 
keep a lookout. Yeah, but the only thing I'll say about the only thing I'll say about impacts at the moment, I'm just hoping next year that the um they change the logo, update a bit because I think it needs to be a bit more. Just a I, bit well, I definitely get people to tune in more. I think. Well, yeah, because it's like I don't I like you should watch on YouTube, Tess. I know. I know it's like you probably not watched um, Impact, which I think you should give it a chance because there's some amazing wrestling in there at the moment. A bit more probably to say than watching AEW Dark. Oh, yeah, so, I just watched Dark. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. That's what I mean. You should give, and I was reckon you should give Impact as well because you've got like in John Anna Grace, Giselle Shaw as well. She'd be. I've seen Valkyrie. Um, Dolphish is resting there at the moment but at the moment you've got a few pretty good things as well watching that at the moment with impact but no, Rosemary's but still for... there what's that is Rosemary still there yes she is like I know like um, Ali she wants um, Rosemary to go over to um, AEW but at the moment I think like I said with AEW I think it's still top heavy at the moment it's... yeah I mean AEW have got uh, what's that spooky girl who's got awesome makeup and she just barely features um, name escapes me because she's not been on TV for ages but she was really cool well, I don't know I don't really watch I don't watch AEW that much but I know that AEW do great Abaddon yes they're doing great um, ratings in the UK from what I see so that's what I'd be interested to see like when it comes to the UK it's like will have that same kind of thing that Impact had when they first came out to the UK. I think they will, mate. It would be a very tough ticket to get, to be fair. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. But the thing is that, yeah, it's good. But then Dynamite and, um, like, they've had, like, some shows where they've not sold out full arenas, so, and even the small arenas. Even so... that's in America, not over here. They've never been there. <laughs> I know, but, yeah, but the thing, I've always said that if that... If they're going to do a London show, they should do a Northern show, which I think they probably should do. Right. But depending on like season, there's some fan interaction. But it, I only have to wait and see what the news is going to be announced. But I know that um, I don't know if you talked about it as well last week as well, but about um, World of Sport, like uh, about Nick Alvis, like ITV have kind of reached out to them. Yeah. Maybe bringing back World of Sports. Oh yeah, I did so, see that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was good. Um, I just hope it's going to be different than, say, the TV series. Like, I was quite lucky because I went to the pilot show when they did um, the original World of Sport yeah. taping. So, and I that was quite, it was pretty good, actually. But it felt like a more, it didn't feel like proper wrestling show. It felt more like um, like gladiator-type show. Yeah, it did, yeah. So, but it's quite interesting because I had a few, someone that I knew who was actually pitching ideas to it, but they ended up not using them, but... It'd be interesting if if you if you do it properly and you get someone like Nick Alvis like them making yeah, yeah. like oh, well, maybe you get Grado or something to Grado. come back. I saw him in a program on um on uh, Disney uh wedding wedding. Yeah, something. well, he does that. He does that thing on BBC Two and One Door Downways and there as well. He's acting on this Disney thing that was out about two or three months ago with wedding. Yeah. For, not for wedding, like summer of weddings. I don't know. It was a drama. I think it was a bit, bit shit actually. But he was in. He was playing a cop in that in Scotland. Um, but franchise running out of time. Yeah. What did you? What sandwiches did you have this week? Please let us know. Are you ready? Well, I would. Yeah. Go. Okay. Well, because it's Thanksgiving to America to my American brothers, and as well war games. So I had like a Thanksgiving leftover grilled cheeseburger sandwich. So practically had on it like butter on um on the bread, that's like there. Thanksgiving leftovers, like turkey, stuffing, vegetables, all the trimmings. Two slices of um, 
like cheddar cheese on it and some gravy on the oven all over it. Don't think it's clear about that. It's like Batman Christmas. That's what Thanksgiving is to to my to that's how I say my American Christmas. Like Batman Christmas. Goodness me! Uh, did you cook up a turkey, especially so you could have leftovers, or did you eat the turkey? Did you eat the rest of the turkey beforehand and then? Well, we don't know. I don't really have turkey for Christmas, so it's like. So how did you have like, leftovers then? Well, we got like a small turkey, not like a big turkey turkey. So it's a bit small turkey. Poor turkey. Because I'm trying to like, to, uh, yeah. Because you think you can't eat a, a turkey all by yourself. That's just um, fat. <laughs> it is. It is. So like going from friends or like homes isn't like big turkey. No, you get small small turkey. So you kind you of like that's it. That's your the quote of the year for your MOS. You can't eat a turkey by yourself. That's just yeah. fat. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I've got to, I've got to look after myself. My body, my body's a temple. Oh, it so, is. It but is. Then, yeah, but now we're looking forward anyway. Look at it, it's like four weeks to one of like for me. It's like one of my greatest dinners of the year. So how to lay off the sandwiches a little bit, maybe towards Christmas Day, that Christmas week, so I can look forward to Christmas dinner like at home. Like mm. normally, I kind of used a couple of years I used to go to my friends, but. Like this year, I always look forward to Christmas Day. It's my favorite dinner of the year, and then wow. after that, you have favorite sandwiches of the year because it's after Christmas. So it's a very exciting franchise. Oh, it is. Trust me, Christmas for me is like a big thing. It's like su- su- succulent um, <laughs> food, puffing, <laughs> picking blankets, gravy, all the trimmings. It's like I I try and get my body to like. It's one of my favorite dinners of the year, and anyone who knows me knows it's good. So. And especially because it's after Thanksgiving as well. It's like you've got to eat. It's like that's like a pre, that's like the, the starter to the Christmas main event, which is Christmas dinner. I can't wait for your updates. Oh, trust me. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the other thing awesome. I see is like literally have to, have to like, have to make sure I'm not bloaty for over Christmas, which I probably will have to get those big boy pants on. <laughs> Don't get too bloaty, franchise. Yeah, I'd be like Joey, like those. Um, was it when Joey was in that Friends episode? Have that big pregnancy pants, <laughs> so like to cover the bump. And on that note, I want to say thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, guys. Um, you have a good week as well, and um, looking forward to uh, seeing what's the next couple of weeks as well. As we're now on the road to WrestleMas, we are on the road to WrestleMas. Yes, I'm me and Icelandness as well. The week before. <laughs> Uh, but there we go. Thank you, franchise. Goodbye. No problem, talk, guys. Bye. Right. Thank See you, ya. Uh, That food talk was not nice. Succulent. Uh, did, did it titillate the juices of your No, it did desires? not. It you know, I, I can't get into it on this podcast. Of why I didn't get into it. I need to start my own podcast channel. A new one about uh, views of certain things. Uh, that aren't to do with wrestling. Otherwise, people just not watch here uh <laughs> well i really think anyway uh there we go tez uh, that's that that's ministry of slam this week war games is done and it's in the books will we see it next year we will find out i uh, got ministry of horror coming up on tuesday are you excited uh, about ministry of horror yeah i'm always excited to talk talk to the horror fam bring them the latest news some reviews and once i settle on what the topic will be 
a topic for the week. Uh, it's always a good time. So, yeah, be sure to check it out. 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern Tuesdays on the MOS Sweet. Network. That's cool, cool. And I am going to be doing lots of bits and stuff over here on the YouTubes. And also, I'm now doing a bit of game streaming over on Twitch. And so that's good. Come and check out the uh, if you followed the MOS Network YouTube channel. Uh, when we had no the Amos Network Twitch channel, you should still be following the YouTube the, the the Voodoo Rocks Twitch channel. If you want to come and say hello, we played some games last night. And that was a good fun. And uh, please do hit the like and subscribe on this video. Again, podcasters, if you are listening to this podcast, if you watch this live show, anything, and you've got your phone right next to you. Grab your phone, search podcast, search the MOS network, and please give us a review because it will help us out a lot. We're really trying to push some some iTunes, Amazon, Google, Spotify reviews for the podcast. That would really help us out, guys. It doesn't take too long. Just say, Tez and Lawrence are nice, or anything you want to say. <laughs> Whatever. Sandwich talk, highlight of the wrestling news cycle of the week. Anything you want to say would be really, really nice, guys. But thank you very much for everyone who checks out the show. Thank you for spending your Sunday nights with us guys here on the MOS network. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all the members of the community for bringing positive energy to us as we do this thing called the MOS Network. Uh, positive vibes to every single one. Positive vibes to you, Tez. Thanks for all you do. Positive vibes to you, Lawrence. Thanks for all you do. Good night, everybody. And we will see you guys on the flip-flop. Goodbye. <laughs>